Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We do have a couple of rules. There are no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. This show is apolitical, race neutral, so we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, this ain't Bible study. We want you to come to our show on a man, and that's it. Tonight's topic is when marriage sex goes bad. My name is Tony Hawkins. I'll be your host along with my co-host Darren and Rodney, a.k.a. What's that a.k.a. again, brother? That's your name, (laughs) Seahawk. No, not (laughs) the a.k.a. Rodney. Rodney, a.k.a. The unexpected. The unexpected. <laughs> the unexpected. Darren, we got to get you an AKA. I don't want to say yeah, what we, I think it's true, but we, we got to get you an AKA. But anyway, um, if you prefer to listen, that's fine. Uh, if, if, if you don't want to talk, please just mute your phone and enjoy the show. Again, it's for men only. Women, I know that you want to listen. I know that you're going to want to talk about it. Um, about what we're talking about tonight, but please keep your phones on mute and uh, talk among yourselves. Is there anybody on this phone right now that will tell me that they like married sex over single sex? Hmm. <laughs> well, you know. Hey, somebody got the wind blowing in the background. Can they mute their phone? Then I hey, hey, William. No, I think that's William. Yeah. You on speaker or you outside or something? Uh, speaker. Let me take the speaker off. Yeah, take the speaker off, please. Thank you. All right. Hmm. Yeah, married sex, uh, married sex over single sex. Now, if all of us are married, we better say married sex. That's textbook. We don't do textbook. Okay, but you know that's that. what it is. <laughs> you know, because if we say now, I, I tell you what, I, I, I'll play it safe. I'll say I loved single sex when I was single with my wife. Ooh, safe. That's just, okay. Good call. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. What they call it? CYA. Well, we don't. Cuss. That was. That was. That was. <laughs> that was too safe, brother. That was. <laughs> I'm not looking for safe, and that's why that's why it's for men because we know right. when someone ain't you know when someone is not being truthful. Let me mm-hmm. say it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I I I'm a I'm not a fan of marriage sex, oh. and let me tell you why. Because I remember before marriage mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. And marriage sex has a lot of strings attached to it. Marriage sex has a lot of complications, has a lot of demands, has a lot of, uh, you, you know, I'm going to do this if you do that. Yes. When, single, when, 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 when single sex was, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Yes. And it's um, on and popping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Booty well, calls, I Yeah, booty calls. Yeah, I'll try that. Mm-hmm. Marriage sex is, nah, you know, you know, we don't do those, that kind of thing. Oh. Gosh, yeah. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Hold on, let me close it up so nobody don't walk in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, what, what? I mean, it's <laughs> like single sex, it's like somebody's getting with you like, yo, I got something to prove to you. 
I want to I want to clear out all competition. So I'm taking out all stops, you know. And then, as soon as you think you know the coast is clear, oh, it's time to go lazy now. You know, uh, oh yeah, that, mm, yeah, mm, well, I was just such and such. Wait, hold on for a second. Is this the same person? Wait, how is it? We were playing while, I mean, it was a real game, so to speak, while we were dating, and now you're giving me this scrimmage stuff now that we married. Wow. Well, do you think all relationships that end in marriage or all single-sex relationships that you say, okay, I'm going to wipe this one, do you think that it's based off the performance of that single sex life? No, but that woo. Because I know, I know, I know for a fact that my wife currently, you know, when we were single together, and she did something that blew my mind, and I say, I'm gonna marry you. You gonna be my wife. Mm-hmm. And and when the last time that I seen that action? Now, okay, it's funny that you say it. it's, it's funny that you say that because I've been in situations, and this is it didn't even end in marriage, but I'm dealing with a girl, and I know she is looking to make it a relationship. She's looking to make it exclusive, and she pull out the executive suite package, and the very next day, okay, now so we we going together, right? So, like, there's an immediate intent behind it. They know that they're pulling out all stops, and it's an intent behind it. And I'm like, okay, I guess you just can't enjoy me. That's not enough. No, you got to have some kind of agenda attached for you to go all out. Is that what it is? That type of thing. And then uh, what I've also told, I heard is, Okay, men may go for the spice and the passion uh, or whatever intensity of sex that you would get while single, but ultimately women are just looking for attention. So by the time they get married, they say, okay, well, I got the attention. He ain't going anywhere. So go on, that type of thing. So are we marrying? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was just wondering, are we getting married to the women that outperform everybody else? Outlast, more like it. <laughs> but it's, I mean, see, see that that's a bold question that deserves mm-hmm. a bold answer, and I mm-hmm. think the bold answer would be yes. Hmm. Okay, okay. So, uh, is it a? So we say it's safe to say that. Okay, if I see this dude walking down the street, this girl that married so on and so forth, when I know. He could be out there enjoying single sex being single. I know that old girl right there put some special stuff on him. It's a given. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. People got a little Mimi false deal. Now, 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 when, when you say special stuff, it may not be freaky deaky. It may not be. Porno things. Just it can be right. romantic, take you to the spa, turn you out type stuff. You ain't never been turned out before. Right. Mm-hmm. Those folks are the ones, grown folk stuff. Those are the stuff yeah. that, you know what I mean, massages, you know, you know, talking, texting to you. I mean, all kind of stuff that just flips you out to the point where you're like, you know, I'm not getting this from the average. 
This right. one is right. special. One in particular, I would say, because a girl where, what's, what's what I want to say? She's just truly open and vulnerable. You know, like someone, okay, I'm doing this. I want him to get an ego. So, you know, you know, they scrunching up their face and they checking to see if you looking in their face or whatever. Whereas somebody, she done grabbed on you, her nails in your back, and she whimpering and a tear coming down her eye. Uh, the perm is all messed up. She ain't trying to be cute. And it's like, wow, okay. Man, I'm laid out next to her. I can smell her underarm. Something profound just happened here. I think... You know, I want to be able to keep making something like this happen to somebody for the rest of my life. So let me stick with this person. Mm. Well, it, it's more so what Tony just, I mean, you know, what happened to me and with my wife. It wasn't it wasn't a sexual experience. It was just certain things that, because she, she's older than me, so she knew things that I didn't know. And mm-hmm. she know she know massages and, and poetry and, you know, just things to say. And I'm like, dang. And and, and and humming and singing and you know just doing grown folk stuff, and yeah. I just like man that is that is sexy. But have I seen that you know lately? And I'm like, well, what happened to that? And she's like, these kids. Now, I say all that to say, are are children what stops? You know the uh, the passion, or whatever we have, the sex that we have with our wives. Do you think that? children coming into the relationship puts everything on pause because of exhaustion or because of, hey, I don't feel like doing this or I've been dealing with the kids all day? I think, I think initially, it's just... yeah. I mean, I think initially, yeah. I mean, when you have a, a an infant, you know, a newborn, that's bound to happen. I mean, that's understandable. Once you get beyond that, you know, once they're sleeping through the night and there's no midnight feedings and that sort of thing, you you know the the goal is to transition back to your sex life that you use to make the child, but mm-hmm. I think it's only natural to expect that to a degree uh, when as soon as the child soon thereafter after the child is born. But you know after that, you got to get back into it. It's got to be a priority though. How long did that? I was I was just gonna say that I've seen some couples they didn't even have kids, but you hear the same complaints because a woman's job has taken up where. A kid would be. Yep. So it's like, okay, oh, all right, yeah, oh, yeah, we in love, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, I got you, you good. Okay, let me go take care of this. And it's like, okay, well, all right, you take care of that, but hurry up and come on back home. And dude, no matter how hard he works, he gonna save at least thirty minutes of whatever for her. Mm-hmm. But she give it all out there to whatever she doing. She come in the house, right? Oh, get away from me! I, I, well, are you serious? And dude, like, hey, you know. I've been conserving a little something for you. You ain't conserved something. There's always tomorrow and so on and so forth. So <laughs> it's just something that you have to fight, you know, no matter what. Like, okay, I got to get up. I know I'm going to work out at the gym regardless. Okay, I got some time with me and my man, whatever, my woman, whatever, regardless, you know. Regardless. Yes. So, and, and, so, and, 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 and that's the good part. The regardless is what I was getting ready to talk about. And and Rodney made a good point earlier about, you know, the infant child. You know, now I understand that the baby just born, you're not sleeping throughout the night, you're trying to get your, your system back to normal. I, I get that. But that's a valid excuse that should be ended when this child is mm. not sleeping all the night. You can't uh. be... 
with a two-year-old talking about that same excuse. Well, you know the nah, uh, You know what I'm saying? Some women milk it till their kids are 15. There that's you go. Hey, yes, that's that's what. Yes, exactly. Well, let me yeah. let me back up. Let me back up because you know, in some cases, not in my case, but in some cases, that two-year-old is still sleeping in the master bedroom. Well, well that's y'all fault. That, mm-hmm. That's your parents' fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about getting busy. I mean, that's that's a problem when you have a child. Yeah. But who's, who's, who's choice? Whose choice is that two-year-old uh, of of that two-year two-year-old being in that bed? I mean, whose choice is that? Man, you know it ain't his. Okay, okay. If he's the man in the house, and if he's the husband, there you go. And you got a and you got a crib. Why can't you say put that baby in the crib and and let me spoon? You know, <laughs> why can't yeah. the man see that? Well. So what I'm hearing is we're at a point now in society where, you know, we're trying to right all the wrongs with, you know, sexism and everything. It's come to the point where a man basically is jumping around under the dictates of a woman as far as motherhood is concerned. Um, I know a lot of guys, they are the father of their child, and they're getting ready to discipline them. And the child looking over at the mother like, okay, you don't let this happen? And they're like, wait a minute, he's just as much a parent as the woman is. Why is he jumping in, refereeing everything? Like, she knows, well, God, this child was in my belly for da 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 You don't even understand, and da 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 A lot of women feel they have cornered the market on what home life, a household, and by way of that, parenting, and by way of that, how they're supposed to, what they're supposed to be towards their mate through that, it seems. Uh, okay. So do you so think? This, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm want to go back to that baby being in that bed. We're yeah. married now. I want to go mm-hmm. back to who has to control. And I, I understand we're trying to satisfy the mother. I understand, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, a newborn baby. But once you start something. It, it, you can't. It's hard to turn it off, and then it's going to be later used, as Coney said, as an excuse to say, mm-hmm. "Hey, we can't do anything because we got this baby in between us." Mm-hmm. Mm. So what? So whose whose decision is to say, "Put that baby in the bed"? Should we feel shame, or should we feel like, you know, hey, if I say this, then I'm not going to get it anyway because that's this is where she want our baby at. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like, okay, well, I'm so preoccupied with the child, and here comes this dude anyway. You know what? Well, I always got the guilt thing now. And it seems like a lot of times when you get settled in marriages and everything, that's when, that's when women become accustomed to this, okay, well, he wants it more than I do, which means I have the power. So, you know, let me get into you better not get me into an attitude because oh well that's that you ain't going anywhere so okay you have to play by my rules that's what i get from a lot of people i talk to and like i said because we watch these movies and everything else where the guy's just this bumbling bewildered fool and the woman know everything like she claire huxable just by birth you know, we have these issues. <laughs> and, and Darren, I, I'm going to go out on a limb again. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to stay out on a limb all night. Just let y'all know. 
you with your advanced notes. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that the woman, if it's the woman that says, I want this baby to sleep in this room, she understands the fact that she's got a little breathing, and I'm going to use the word cock block. That's what it is. Okay. That's what it is. Because because I've spoken to women who says, no, ain't no baby sleeping in my bed with my husband. That's out. Mm -hmm. They're adamant. That's Mm -hmm. out. Ain't no baby. They got their own room. Matter of fact, they don't even want their crib in the same room. But the woman that says, okay, well, I'm going to put this baby in between me and my husband, she is the one that's really not interested, just like the brother said, in having sex. And now Mm -hmm. she knows that she's got an excuse not to have it because this baby's in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what? Here, here, here's a here's another thought to that, and I know it's bad because you know I'm the single I'm the evil single guy. So here, here's the other here's the other thought. Why are we married to a person who is strategically putting themselves in a thought pattern of? playing chess because we're supposed to be teammates and especially on a Christian level we're supposed mm. to be we're supposed to be of one. So see that's that's where the thing I get disconnected as as a secular brother or halfway secular brother is that I can't allow myself I'm very nice, very romantic all those but I can't allow myself these two thousand fourteen standards of being mm-hmm. manipulated as a guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because what what I'm hearing a lot of times from men out there, and especially when I used to do counseling, they're trying their hardest to be fifty fifty men. They're trying mm-hmm. their hardest to be upstanding Christian men, and this other human being has forgotten their Christian values. This other human being has forgotten what the Bible says, and this other human being decides to be human and manipulate this Christian trying to do right, brother. Can somebody yeah. speak on that? Um, so I would just say that even good ones are getting conditioned to do that. I mean, you I've heard a sister get jumped on uh, at a luncheon. What, what do you mean you don't hyphenate your name? Girl, I never was a girl, what's wrong with you? I, I didn't think it was a big deal. Like, get with the program, right? And... When you look at just the way marriages are set up, uh, um, the woman, uh, the dude comes down the aisle. He's up here playing rock, paper, scissors with the pastor waiting for the bride to come out. She comes out, and she's on a magnificent steed with pelicans, and the top of the church come, and come off, and the rainbows come through, and everybody just, you know, throwing up bouquets. It's all about her. And a lot of times women go in this. I mean, shoot, it's her day. It's all about her. And if you look at it, there's a man and a woman making a commitment to each other, not just a man saying, oh, I'm, you know, here I am to say how wonderful you are. And they go into the marriage with that. So, therefore, okay, it's all about me on this wedding, and if a woman ain't happy, nobody's happy. If mom's not happy, nobody's happy. And it slowly turns into that where, okay, you know, you bring the money, you do this, you do that, whoa, be, whoa, don't, 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 don't piss me off, don't get on my nerves, you know, you mm-hmm. know what you're not going to get, you know, hey, 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 you, hey, no, mm-hmm. you're a Christian man, you know, hey, you said turn the other cheek, don't, don't play, oh, that's what I thought, yeah, I got you in my pocket, calm down, you know better than that, that type see, of thing. But see, that's why, that's why I say on my show, I think that 
ladies here in America more so don't understand that these other cultures are not better than sisters, but they play the game better. Mm-hmm. They know the end result is family, family, family. They know as a woman, I can get breast cancer, I can get fat, I can get a bunch of stuff. And when that happens, I can rely on this family to catch me. Yeah. I think sometimes some ladies, no matter who they are, Martians, don't matter, when they think so independently and they go to their grave and point their finger at God and say, well, you just didn't send nobody to me or you, it, wasn't meant, it wasn't meant for me to be married. When you've got this such independent thought process, you become a cancer to the family-minded system. And that mm-hmm. makes a, a good brother, a Christian brother, an Islamic brother not want to dedicate himself to something he believes is going to be strategically against him. And that's the problem. And and my last point is, then we see the brothers who, they are good brothers, and we we, we know they're halfway decent brothers. We don't know their whole life. We know they're halfway decent. And they come back to us crying. I don't know why she did that to me. She took everything. I spent the next five years trying to rebuild. And you're like... I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna risk the stability I have as a single dude for that. Exactly. Exactly. So do you say single? So do you say single for the fact that you think a woman is going to change as soon as you marry her, or is a lot of the morals or a lot of the things that she did, especially sexually, a lot of those things are going to change. So you rather just keep it on a friend base? Is that a safe call or? You know, what do you I call tell brothers, I, I tell brothers, I think brothers need to go for the nerdy girl. I think brothers need to go for the the scholastic woman. I think brothers need to go with the uh, the goofy chick. Can we I, that, have a naughty librarian if we're going to do the nerd? No, 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 you can't get the naughty librarian because I, I speak against that on my show because I think what happens with men sometimes we talk better of the players than we really are. If mm-hmm. you if you're really a player, you should be able to go to that. Uh, you should be able to create a naughty librarian. And, and, and I know you're joking, but you should be able to create a naughty librarian out of anything. Right. Too many times we males we go chasing the naughty bi- uh, librarian, and then we look down and we like Greg Leaks on the uh, on the housewife. We the one running in red pumps. We run it down hill in red pumps. Right, we got right. to create a Do you think you create a problem, Classy, by doing that, by saying, okay, I'm going to marry the nerdy girl? Because first you've got to be attracted to a woman before you even have any kind of uh, uh, sexual encounter with her. So if you get this nerdy chick, and that ain't really your speed, but you get this nerdy chick for whatever reason, isn't that going to create a problem that, okay, she's, she's really not that decent in bed, and she really don't know what she's doing? And I, I'm really used to big booty chicks. Right, That's I got you. Well, 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 see, here's the thing, though. Here's where I and a couple of other people fall in a different demographic. I have taken chicks that you wasn't attracted to and made them look famous to you. <laughs> no, no, real talk. I've taken chicks that didn't look like nada, and then when I advanced their broad name, when I add, and this isn't a, a, a real hands-on thing, this is just 
sweetheart, you look a little bit better. Like I saw a chick today. She went to a modeling thing. Great legs, outstanding legs. Had some cheap brown and you know looked like a hood rat up go, going from, from the hips up. I said, sweetheart, what did you just do? She said, I went to a modeling thing. I said, sweetheart, next time wear a sarong or a wrap. She said, a sarong or a wrap. I said, I'm not trying to holler at you. I'm trying to elevate who you are. You see what I'm saying? So if you if you as a dude, if you're trying to elevate your wife, my mom, I elevate my mom game. I, I bought my mom at 70-something years old hosting stuff just to make her feel good about herself. So I'm answering your question in that way. I don't think it causes a problem. I think if you're a guy trying to take advantage of what you want out of this relationship, I have seen it, it always backfire. But I see if you are giving into it what you want, hey, I, I, I would like for you to wear these heels. I'd like for you to do this. I like, then I think it's less of a problem for you. And when she decides to break camp from you, you have the confidence to say, no, I made that. I'm good. You know, you mm. break out, you break out. But I think if you if you if you leaning on her to be something prior, I think that's the damage of, of guys. They... I don't know. Anyway, go ahead with the show. I just, I, I just hey, look, don't. Can I ask you a question, brother? Um, the single brother. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am black. No, no that's, that's not my question. Um, <laughs> what I want to know from you is, or in, in, anybody, but, but probably particular, particularly you, is my view in marriage is that probably about, say, a hundred percent of the marriage, say for thirty or forty years, or fifty years, or however long you're married. Probably about 30% of it is going to be, maybe even more, is going to be really, really tough. And then, you know, you're going to go through a really tough time, and then it will probably get better as you guys, as long as you're maturing and probably learning each other. Do you have a problem with the fact that it will probably be tough for an extended period of time because that's just what happens when two people are intimate and in close contact like a marriage? Like that's just probably just a natural consequence of being with somebody. Yeah, well, 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 I end up leaving my fiancé, and if I had been the dude I am today, I wouldn't have left. I ran into what most dudes have ran into. I'm doing the right things. Why are you acting like that? See, I didn't know that women by nature like to take advantage. I didn't know mm-hmm. that women by nature talk too much. I didn't know that women by nature <laughs> tend to be selfish. If somebody had told me that, like I'm telling y'all now, or the people who are listening, then you're like, oh, that's why she did. And you got to weather that storm. You got to plow your field like Boaz did, and say, sweetheart, do do you like do you like working on this land? Well, yeah, daddy. Okay, then you need to operate the way I'm asking you to operate. This ain't a dictatorship. You can leave at any time. But mm-hmm. well, why are you saying it like that? I'm saying it like that because this is my ship. You came on it, and I need for you to operate the way I need. I I just need that, sweetheart. If not, ain't no hate. Go ahead and jump off at the next court. Well, when you do something like it sounds too much like a a a, a pimp prostitute relationship. When you when you, I mean, because I I know I tell my wife certain things, but it's more so of a conversation than me dictating to what she should be doing. And because because I'm married. When you marry a person, you marry them because they're their own person. You don't marry them expecting yourself to change them. Well, at least it's I funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that because 
I'm always hearing when folks get married, men hope women stay exactly out as they are while women are doing what they can to try to change the man. Right. I was about to say that. So, so here's the thing. You have an obligation as a male in general to show some form of vision. I think Christianity speaks on that just like Islam and everything else. The problem that I have with that is everything is going to sound like a pimp when you're trying to lead. Anything that sounds like a, a BIT on a woman's thing is when she's trying to lead. So anybody that's trying to prevent future problems is going to be considered in the negative. But what is worse? Is it to be in perpetual angst over mm-hmm. trying to do the 50-50? Or is it to be in temporary dislike over somebody trying to lead? Because at the end of the day, we, this is a holy business, marriage is. It's an mm-hmm. anointed business. From, from God. So you can't go into your fellow person and say, I know you have 45% of this company, and I got 55, but uh, we just lost $200 million. Uh, I'm going to take the burden. No, you're not. You're going to get upset. So to prevent that, you're going to say, hey, I got the 55%. I do consider your, your uh, outlook. But unfortunately, with my little 5%, this is what I need to happen. If not, I need you to take on some more ownership. So I'm just saying, you know, from a counseling standpoint, brother, I've seen couples come in, and their only problem per, per your question is who's doing the leading and who's taking the responsibility when it fails or succeeds. And that was most of the couples. Hey, you, you know, yeah, I think that uh, that's uh, interesting. People that um, talk like the way that you're talking right now, in my opinion, um, they're trying to resolve a problem like right now. And not, not that there's anything wrong with what you're talking, but just people that talk that way, it seems like they're trying to resolve a problem right now where, in my opinion, the way that I look at my marriage, and I think it's a mature way to look at it, I'm, just, I'm married to my wife for life. So if me and my wife is having a problem, I don't have a I don't care about that. I just know that I have to wait it out. And and, and and in my opinion, we probably won't be right for 10 years or whatever, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with oh. just working at it over a long period of time. Wow. You know what? There's nothing wrong with what you said, but please understand this. You decided that you want to endure that type of, of of conclusion that I'm going to say is a positive conclusion. Another person might not have the character, another person might not have the emotional endurance to do that, because guarantee, ladies don't. Ladies are very emotional. Most of them don't have the patience to endure those things. So, but they don't leave, though. Well, 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 I'm just saying, please understand yeah, that 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 from my standpoint, I'm coming from a person who's trying to help people get to their their conclusion. So if that's your conclusion, great. But it's not it's not necessarily going to be for everybody who may have a shorter understanding or whatever the case may be. And brothers like you, and matter of fact, sisters like you, have done that. 
And when they've been betrayed by that person that they hung it out with, they then get a little bit burnt. And so, you know, I hope that I hope that is a good thing. It's just percentage wise, it just tends not to work as much. But I'm great that works for you. I appreciate that. But but the, yeah. the issue, in my opinion, so, at least, the, the the issue is that it's like you said, it's a holy, it's a holy marriage. Is it, I forget the word you use, but it's it's holy, right? So should yeah. it matter whether or not it worked because you are pretty much more operating according to obedience, and that's where the victory well, is, correct? Well, 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 please remember, no matter what spirituality, and we're talking Christian uh, Christianity now. But that is your uh, version of holiness. Uh, Christianity is for your walk. Yep. So it does not necessarily have a blanket, cookie-cutter view. Because when your walk on the water is different from the next person's walk on the water, even though it's the same walk, some one, one person who stepped out never even felt the water. They just kept walking toward Jesus. Another person felt how wet it was but kept walking. So we, we, we have these different experiences, but I look at spirituality as that is your discipline of life. And however you operate it does not necessarily mean somebody else, but it needs to be operated. I just, I just want everybody to benefit. I guess that's my core thing. However you feel you can benefit without going crazy, wanting to hurt somebody, do that. And if it's a pimp philosophy, as you called it, then do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now let me let me um let me try to get this train back on the track. Um and thanks you thanks for the comments guys, good words. For those that just came in, tonight's topic is when marriage sex goes bad. Now Malcolm said something about ten years being that the relationship could go and correct me, you know, if I if I heard you wrong. Um the the relationship could possibly go bad or it could be tough for 10 years, but you're in it for the long haul and you are going to stay during that time and the person won't leave. Is that what you said, Malcolm, something to that effect? I don't know if the person will leave or not, but my expectation is that she's not going nowhere and I'm not going nowhere. Okay, so during that, so during that, 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 that tough time of that 10-year period, how is sex in that marriage looked at? Is it looked at on a positive way or a negative way? I guess it would depend on, you know, that, that I guess that's, in my opinion, probably uh, an individual analysis, and then it probably has to do with your particular wife because my wife doesn't have a problem having sex. Or anything, you know, she doesn't have a problem with any of that stuff. She didn't change or nothing in my particular situation. So even when you guys first started talking about this conversation, what I wanted to ask is, is the problem actually having sex or is it freaky sex? Well, 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 well I mean, if if it goes bad, if you like it freaky and it ain't freaky, it's gone bad. Uh, if you I like mean, it a certain way and it's not happening that way, then it's not the way that you like it. Right. Okay, so you mean you mean when you get married, sex is not the way you like it anymore. That's prob that's the foundation of, of the I guess the topic. It could yeah. be it, yeah, 
it could be from a, a, a time in your marriage or when you were dating this person where it was 10 positions down to one. It could also be the frequency or lack thereof suddenly. Exactly. So within this 10 years, and the reason why I said a positive or negative effect, and I'll give you an example for a man. If a man is doing it on the regular, and then what the brother just said, now it's not on the regular, is he looking at sex with his wife in a positive or negative light? Because I think it would be negative, like, oh, man, it ain't going to be like I want it. It ain't going to be when I want it. And I got a beggar. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a beggar. I got to wash these dishes. I got like to- I'm dating again. <laughs> so, like I'm back on the dating scene. <laughs> you got to wash dishes. <laughs> See, sometimes you got to wash the dishes, man. They call it, well, I need some help. I need some help around right. here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably really what it may be. I don't know if any of the fellas on the phone have ever um, been involved in something that took a whole lot of your focus, a whole lot of your attention, and all that other stuff. You kind of, If you have, you probably can relate to somebody that just don't have the energy for it. Well, like when, when, when people, when, when women say that I don't, uh, well, I'm losing interest in sex, uh, to me it's more so that, uh, when I talk to one couple, let's say, if I talk to one couple, they might, you know, say, I used to love when he kissed me first or foreplay first, and then now he doesn't do that. So I don't want to have to teach him how to redo what he used to do to get me get me all rowdy. But I shouldn't have to do that because he knew before, and now we're married. It's just like turnover or whatever, and let me get this or whatever, and there's no no intimacy there. And, uh, and a lot of times when, it, when there's no intimacy, uh, interest is lost at that point. So, um, and, and when you don't communicate that to your wife, uh, of course it's going to go downhill from there if you don't notice she wants to be kissed before made love to. Or if you just forget about that fact because you're so used to, you know, you're going to get it anyway. Because a lot of us can take advantage of it too. We can say, oh, I know I'm going to get it. I ain't got to do no foreplay. A lot of us don't, don't write the poetry mm. like we used to. A lot of us don't say I love you as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got to examine ourselves, do a self-examination, in my opinion, to say, hey, to keep this sex thing going, to keep it, like, to keep it hot, I'm going to have to continue to say those hot things to get her routed up. I'm going to have to continue to date her and take her out for these cheddars, you know, croissants or whatever we eat, you know what I mean? <laughs> we got to continue to do that. And, and that's why I said earlier, that's my take on things. So even in what he said, someone else could consider that a pimp thing. But it actually is vision for your relationship. You as a dude, in my assessment, looking at spirituality and secular, you as a dude, you're supposed to have a vision for what you're doing, even your relationship, even your marriage. So just like he made the great point, it still comes to your responsibility as a male to re-envision your situation and not get so comfortable that you forget to create something new for this woman. That's not pimping. That's actually investing in her and reinvesting in her uh, time and time again. I think too many times we as males, we, we kind of like to his point, we get so comfortable, we expect her 
to just be and ready. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I got a, a guy that I know has a, you know, his wife, I guess after the baby, she was always a big boned woman. Let's just say that. After the babies or whatever, her weight just got out of control. Got out of control to the point where she doesn't want to be naked around him. Okay, so if you're not naked around your husband, there's only but so many things you're doing sexually, and it's all in the dark, if you even do it. Yeah. Slash lie. Oh, I'm sorry. You see what I'm saying? So it got to the point where the sex was diminished in the marriage, and he decided, well, I still want to have sex, but at this juncture, it's just not going to be with you. So now he goes and does it elsewhere. You know what I mean? And in his mind, he's justified. You know, now there's some of us that that can argue with him on that point because it's still adultery. But still in all, how much pimping can you do? Even when you say to the woman, well, let's go running together. Your weight doesn't bother me. I still love you the way you are. And she's adamant about the fact that I don't like it and I don't want to be naked around you. So guess what? They're not taking showers together. Mm-hmm. She's getting dressed in the closet or in the bathroom, so he's not seeing the body naked. He's definitely not seeing it in the lingerie. He ain't seeing the panties or the bra. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that we need, man. Those are the things that we need to get us around, man. We'd be sitting there watching TV. The wife walk around with the panties in the bra. We stop watching TV. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, and I understand what class was saying. We got to keep the pit going on, but sometimes it's against our the forces that we have is what I'm trying to say. It's out of right. my Do all that you can and then. A year and a half or two. Like maybe huh? making her take the next year and a year or however long the period of time is and to maybe earn her trust or whatever you have to do. You, have, you probably have to be really smart about it and you probably have to be really patient with it and make it where she's not, where she's, you know, trust you again or comfortable getting naked in front of you. It's, it, it may not happen that week or that month, but what if it takes you two years? I mean, are you willing to be that strategic and that goal-oriented and that patient to do it? Well, but so that's on, the first thought that came to my mind. You just said something. You just said something profound. You said when she trusts you again. How did you lose trust with me? Because you gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> and dude said, dude said, you know, hey, you know, uh, what you got is working for me still. So this is all in your head. How many, how long will it take for you to get right in your mind? Because I've been straight from the get go. That's right. That's the question. When will she get back on board? Yeah. And stop believing her husband. What what he's saying is true. You know, a lot of times we she... tell her now. I know you gained a little ten weight, but I like that weight. But they don't believe yeah, it. But, like, nah, but when but when that happens, though, when that happens, honestly, if you come out and say, because trust going to be lost because she, her expectation is for you to go out and find somebody else, a, a guy would think. Okay, so if you go out and find somebody else and sleep with somebody else, then she's going to say, aha, I knew it. Because all your energy is not focused on your wife at that point. So if your But she didn't betray not, her trust. See, baby, well, I mean, did what you said. I found somebody else. See, you can believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I kind of settled this when I was 16. When I, when I was 16, I had, uh, I had uh, my, my girlfriend had a son. And so she was already 5'3", 160. So she started putting on, on a little more weight. 
I didn't discuss it with her. I went and bought her. I went. Well, I had myself a, a membership at the YMCA playing basketball, and I bought her one. So when she wanted to come hang out with me, fine, come bring your workout clothes. Work out upstairs while I'm playing ball. Well, I want you to work out with me. Did it, did it a couple of times, learned my first lesson of she don't really want to work out, she just wants me there. So what did I do? Yeah. I, yeah. Paid, eight, I paid $8 an hour for a local uh, young girl who was, who, who was uh, going to uh, college for uh, physical ed. And for $40 uh, a day at, at three days a, a week, I paid to have her trained by somebody. And I told that girl, you are not her girlfriend. You work for me. I need for you to do this, that, and the other. And that solved the problem. So it had less to do with me, and it was a real cheap way for me to get her to work out. The other thing is I had a friend who did exactly what, what y'all said. He went out and cheated. And I told him, I said, dude, I'm only going to say this one time because I love your wife and I don't speak on other men. What you're doing, you're going to cause a bigger problem than what you currently have. He said, well, you ain't never been married. You don't understand. Have the kahunas go to your wife and say, hey, look, I need for you to be a size 8. What do I need to do to get you there? Y'all grown. But by you out here creeping, you're going, to, you're going to mess up everything for your sons and everything else, dude. Took him by eight months because we men are kind of dense. And he said, you know what? You're right. I need to reinvest in my wife. Had that discussion with that woman. She went out jogging. They've been straight ever since. You've got to be honest. And if y'all call that pimping, do that. It's all about success in your family. But if you like the other way, do that too. However you get success. Hmm. I mean, when when you say when when you tell your wife, you know, lose a couple of pounds. I mean, however you decide to do it, I'm not calling that pimping because communication is very important, especially when it comes to sex. I mean, if you're not getting enough, you should say it. If she's saying that I don't want to have sex with you because I'm ashamed of my body, then you know that it, it should be a conversation. Either way, it should be a conversation at all times. But when you but when when you're not conversating. And she's just having these ill wills, and her expectation is for you to do whatever you do. That's that's the problem that that you know now you're getting attached to something else, and you never you, now you're really gonna not gonna like her. Now you're really gonna say, man, she's fat, or now you're really gonna look at her like, okay, the lady that I had last night. You don't compare to that, so now you're gonna have some other problems that come along with that. Yeah, and that's just, and that and that's just a selfishness, and that's a whole slew of problems that come. Hold with, on, you know. hold on, <laughs> hold on. We have to rewind because the bro- the brother says something in there. I don't know if y'all caught it or not, but I heard it talking about that if the sex life wasn't popping, then you need to just you know have a conversation with her. Now you made that seem so easy, like you know. <laughs> Honey, would you like to go, you know, to this restaurant and would you like to go out this evening, you know, and, and go for a I got something I mean, to tell you. you know, go ahead, brother. Help him. Because, I mean, he just said that, like, you just have a conversation with her and everything be good. I'm like, and, you know, that's why, I lo- that's why I love when he says that stuff because it sounds so just <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. 
No, no, I'm, I'm not saying, I am not saying the conversation is going to go left or right. I'm saying it. what needs to take place. I'm stating what needs to take place. Now, it's not going to be a cool conversation because, of course, she's going to think that she's giving you all the booty in the world. But if you say, look, we don't went from seven days a week to one day a month, that needs to be a conversation. Now, how it goes, that's up to the two people who's having that conversation. So I can't dictate how the conversation going to go. I just know it needs to be, one needs to be had between the husband and the wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she's not giving, if she's not giving you some, and you your your eyes start browsing and lurking other places, then you're like, wait a minute now, let me get back focus here and tell my wife what I'm what I'm missing in the bedroom, so she can't never say you don't communicate with me. If you are a secular brother and you say, hey, if this don't work, I'm going out cheating. At least you can say, let me start with conversation, let me start with communication, let me start by saying that I'm finna, I'm, I'm about to do something, so she's. So she can't say, all you had to do was come talk to me. That takes that off the table. Hmm. It's not rocket science, man. It's not, it's not. You say, you know, communication. And I get that. But I shouldn't have to tell you that our sex has gone down. I shouldn't have to tell you that the amount of times that we're having sex is less than it, than it was or than it should be. Because Why not? If you, because if you haven't noticed it, I got a problem with that. No, if they, I got now a problem you got to think. The fact that, go ahead. You got to think that if a woman, let's say a woman got, if a husband and wife got five children, and the husband is at work for eight hours a day, and the woman is at home with these five kids, one on each breast, and one she rocking with a foot, and another one she cooking for. If she's doing all these things, the first thing gonna be away from her mind is sex. So. Of course, a man is going to notice, you know, he's been in the office all day walking around watching beautiful booties and, and toes out back showing off his dad. They got, they got the fine ones at work, the ones that's looking for a man, so they dress to impress. And when he's looking at it all day, he's like, man, you know, let me go home and make some love to my wife. And he get home, and she got rollers in her head and got all these kids around her. And when she get home, all she's thinking about, I can't wait for my husband to get home to give me a break from these five children. So when he get home, that's all she's thinking about. So it Aaron. goes, the load goes from transfer from wife to husband, and when he's talking about getting some booty, she sleeps. Darren, you sound to me like you described a 1970s welfare recipient. We talk about a woman that's got a job that goes to work just like her husband, and they got 1.5 kids. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about somebody that's, that's, that's barefoot and pregnant all day. We're talking about a 2014 woman. Okay, let's oh. talk about the 2014 woman. Some yeah, yeah. Three, How about one, two, just three, one kid, years? but the kid is colicky? There you go. That's enough that right alone. there to keep a woman stressed out. Right. Well, colicky is going to keep both parents up. Not really. Not, the, not unless the husband is gone. Now, some kids, they go to sleep as soon as the daddy get home, and then he's like, hey, the kids sleep while we get... No, she, and she's like, no, he sleep. I'm going to go to sleep because he's been crying all the way up to the moment you got here. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one myself from a friend of mine. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So I don't think I don't think that that you know when you're talking about having a conversation with a with a wife that's saying, okay, I'm supposed to keep track of our sex days. She's not thinking about. I really don't think she's thinking about that when she got a million other things going on plus kids. But it's not it's not the see, and that's what that's the disconnect. It's not to keep track of the sex days is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the need 
to make love. I'm talking about the, you know what, man, I haven't had it in two days. What's going on? I'm mm-hmm. talking about what we go through. I'm talking about just the absence of it. You feel what I'm saying? There are some, uh, some clocks should go off, an alarm should go off. You're like, wait a minute. It's, it's, really? It's, 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 it's Tuesday. And we ain't here. We ain't here. <laughs> Thursday. Hold on a second. We got to make some time. No. No? no. I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Tell me out. You don't think no, that? Because, but no, no, I don't no, think no, that. No, because, no, no. Hold on, I don't, as a man, you don't think that? I think that well, as a man, that. but the woman d- doesn't think that way. Don't exactly. give him excuses. As a man, do you think that? <laughs> now, I know of situations where... Do you know the last time you had sex? You know the last time you had sex? Don't I do, but she she might lose track if it's been longer than... If, if it's kids involved and work involved and stress <laughs> and family, she's going to lose track. I'm going to know the exact time, day, hour, and, and everything else and what we did. <laughs> she's going to be like, man, that's been... Why are you always in my behind... I just gave you sex last night, and he'd be like, that was last it week. Is. What are you talking about? It is. She you just tell on yourself. You tell on yourself. I'm, no, I'm but, telling you oh. how the woman is. How she well, lose okay. track of, I'm the telling me, you how the, the woman lose track of sex days, and we keep track of them. Okay, well, this is something I noticed as far as um, the woman can go off on, let's say, some kind of business trip or something like that. She's gone for a week or whatever. And when she's back home, hey, what's up? You know, I've been missing you. Whereas there could be a situation where she was home, but, you know, it really didn't come up as far as, you know, let's get busy because you always there and so on and so forth. So it's almost like, I wouldn't say almost like a clock. clock. The clock can, yeah, it gets emphasized when, okay, somebody's off, somebody's out, you know, out of town doing X, Y, Z or whatever. But sometimes when both people are home, yeah, 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 we'll get to it. Yeah, 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 I see you over there. You got out the shower, your shirt off, yeah. Yeah, 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 soon enough. Whereas if, what did it say, out of sight, out of my or absence makes the heart grow fonder? Maybe it makes the loins grow fonder too, I don't know. So does that make I'm gonna any tell sense? You this. I'm going to tell you this. If people pay their cable bill the way they pay their, the way they have their sex schedule, they won't have no HBO. <laughs> because if you pay your bills the way you put sex on calendar or the way we prioritize sex, we will be homeless. Most of us. Uh-huh. Think about it. Because the woman, because what, what Darren is saying is that she can say, ah, it's not important, or I, I forgot the last time we did it, whatever the case may be, when we're thinking about it, right? But let that be the household bills. Think about the household bills that way and see what happens. Huh. I bet she won't be getting none of that. Okay, so next time she says no, I'm like, oh, I guess I won't be paying the cable bill. All right, thank you. I think you, okay. Just say, okay, beautiful. I, okay, this, this, that I can do. This I can do. I think you can raise something. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm writing this down, sure. I ain't saying uh, I need strategies. <laughs> so, well, speaking so, of strategy, so, speaking of strategies, okay. um, got a question uh, from the chat room that says, "How do you balance?" 
career and sex in a marriage? How do you juggle career and sex in a marriage? And it goes, they, they go on to write that they don't think that single people have this problem. People who are not married, they don't have problems juggling career and sex. Do you all agree or disagree? Or how, do you, how do you juggle this stuff? I agree 100%. Uh, well, single people ain't even thinking about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of twisted with it. I mean, I could have a hard day at work and want to come home and take it out on her in a good way. So... You know, mm-hmm. good day at work, guess what? I'm home. Bad day at work, guess what? I'm home. It don't make no difference to me, you know, yeah. where she could come in the house. Oh, they're trying to sabotage me at work, and it's ruined my night. I'm like, what? Don't bring whatever the heifer did in here. This is us. <laughs> what are you talking? I don't care what they did. That don't mean nothing to me. Now, the single issue it depends, of course, on how regular they're seeing whoever it is they're trying to see. You know, that being single, that has different variables there. So it's kind of hard to say if that's, you know, how that factors in. I'm going to try to answer it, Rodney, and I think you already know the answer because we've spoken about this several times. I think that um, just like getting, just like that professional life, you're trying to at least get somewhere up on that ladder the corporate ladder probably. And I believe that in order to get up the corporate ladder, there's certain things that you have to prioritize. Social life has to be prioritized. Hanging out, drinking, uh, social media, all that has to be put somewhere that's not going to interfere with you gradually getting up that corporate ladder. I think it's the same way in a marriage when it comes to intimacy. You have to prioritize that intimacy. It's got to be something where it's, it's not an afterthought. It's on the top of the list. You know, after come on, drop my keys, take a shower, get cleaned up, you have to be thinking intimacy. It's got to be, again, something that's in your schedule, in your plans. I think that's the only way it'll be successful. If not, then it's going to fall under the cracks like everything else, and then you're going to have turmoil. Mm. Most definitely. And with that, a lot of people think, okay, well, if you make it that big of a priority or whatever, it'll lose its spark. I'm like, I'd rather take that chance. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. take that chance. Hey, yeah. T-Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was thinking the reason why a single person don't have that problem is they have it on their schedule to do so. They don't, they don't have all the other problems and issues that married people have that's boggled up in their mind from day to day. They're not obligated to a person either. So they can kind of like go through their Rolodex and, and, and take their pick whenever they get that feeling. You know, they have a social life, and they say, okay, I'm bringing so-and-so home with me. Oh, let me just call up so-and-so. So uh, they're not going to have those problems that married people have because married people are locked in no matter what. If you piss a single person off, look, just go home. I can just call old boy. I mean, you can just leave. You you know where the door at. Don't let it hit you on the way out. And they can just it, it can be an in and out thing for them, and it's just that easy. Or when they finish having sex, they can say, "Okay, it's time for you to go home. I gotta take my shower and get myself together for work the next day." It's that easy, and they don't single people don't want to admit it because it makes them look like you know hoes or, or I mean I mean lack of better words, but it makes them look different to the rest of the world. But they have it on a schedule to do to make sure they get their sexual needs felt, just like they pay their bills, just like they go out with their friends, just like they have a work schedule, 
They got everything down packed. And mm. married people, when they come home, we got kids to look forward to. What's for dinner? I want some sex. That's If that was in our schedule for men, that's what we'd be thinking about. But the women, they think totally different when they're in a marriage or a relationship with somebody when they got kids. You can't put them on the same level. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I agree with some of that, Darren, but I'm not giving single life that much credit. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. And the reason why I say that is because there are some people that are single that don't have those options, that are trying mm-hmm. to find a date. That are saying, man, man, I wish I could bring somebody up in this piece. It's clean. I done cleaned the house. I need somebody up in here tonight. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's, it's, it's bringing home a less desirable for the lack of having what you really want when you're single. Right. You're, looking, you're looking for that, you know what I mean, that dime piece, and you end up with a nickel piece. But you'll take it because that's all you got. You well, you would take a nickel tonight, but you can take a 25% a piece tomorrow. So it really don't matter because you got all these. Wait, 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 wait. Here, here. As a single dude, let me let me clear that up. He, he, the first guy is absolutely right. Now I'm a debonair cat, but I tell you, everything is not worth dealing with. So you have like I stay in Atlanta, and I don't care what you hear about Atlanta and the people you see in Atlanta. There are more five pieces than there are twenty five pieces, and those that are twenty five pieces are spiritually two pieces. Or they look like twenty-five pieces, and dealing with them is like dealing with a five-piece. Oh, so gosh. so don't don't think that the single thing is. You know, I had to tell one of my homeboys. I said the marriage thing is greater than the single thing. The single thing is good for a cat who he just found out that he packing something and he he able to make a girl moan. Okay, that's great. Whoopee. But once you get past that. Now you have to deal with these females or dismiss them or whatever the case may be. It can change you. I've seen my homeboy, uh, and I'll make this last quick comment. My homeboy, let, uh, him and his girl broke up, and uh, that was a long-term relationship. He was moping around. Now, he probably forgot this. He was moping around for about half a year. I hooked up a situation to get him a girl that was his pretty much concubine for a year and a half. I turned him into a monster. Next thing I know, he's knocking off girls left and right. And I told him, I said, dude, you're going to get tired of that. Then I saw him get with a great woman, and he couldn't develop a relationship because he was just so used to knocking them off. Now he done got with a high-tail white girl. He just thinks she's the best thing since snow. And I'm like, dude, Really? But guess what? My fault. I helped I help create it. So I have to let it run its course so he can come back to regular common sense because I want to see him do well. I don't want to see him stuck just hitting stuff off. So I agree. That single, single stuff is not really what cats cracked up to be. You get to knock something off, but believe me, bro, it, it, it ain't worth it. It really okay, is. Class, I'd, rather be, I'd rather be married. Hey, class, let me, let me say something now. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm from Atlanta too, and the the ratio for dime pieces to twenty five cent pieces to five nickel pieces, you know, you're absolutely halfway right. 
because the men <laughs> absolutely halfway. And this is and this, this is where I'm at with it. That's why I say that. Because because the men the men um, like you not 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 in a bad way, but the men that are single in their younger day, they played these girls that wanted full time boyfriends, uh, fiancés slash husbands. They wanted this, and then the men saw all the other eye candy in Atlanta and could can keep their hands off of it, and they turned these women into from 25 pieces spiritually and physically to these nickel pieces. So I, talk, I talked to a woman that was, I, I found out she was gay, but she was so beautiful. And I was like, what in the world? Why she got a girlfriend? And her girlfriend looked at me and said, y'all did this. And that's all she said. And I asked my brother, what, is, what did she mean? And he, he he broke the whole thing down to me. He said, guys in Atlanta, you know, a lot of them don't have jobs, and they end up settling for the thug, and they end up settle, settling what's, what's available, and then that available person end up hurting them, and they go to something that's with, with more secure that won't hurt their heart. So what you're talking about, it, it's not five pieces. Now, you got high standards, you know, and maybe you need to take those high standards to a place with, you know, high standard women. But down there, there's a lot of ladies been broken, like in a lot of places, because of the dudes. And normally they can get to them through the sex. Well, let me, let me, let me defend my position by saying this. I'm going to meet you halfway. You are half right on your half right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 brothers working together, man. Yeah, I mean, you know. Here's my experience. And you can look at my company, Clean Classy. I have done 17 singles events here in Atlanta. So mine is a working theory, not, not something that's my opinion. It's what I actually see and have made money off of. So with that said, you're, you're halfway right in that um, – and I've actually dated a couple of lesbians, so and I've said that on this on, on this show before. The thing is, males here are so thirsty. I'm originally from California, totally different thing. But males here are so thirsty that they put females above themselves to the really? point where oh yeah yeah to the point where. I've seen dudes, uh, even the dude that I just spoke about, but I've seen dudes um, lose houses over females. I've seen my friend who I just spoke of a minute ago take girls out on $100 dinners and then two years later realize he's tired of doing it. I was never raised these ways. But what these dudes do is they come into – this Atlanta experience never having had all this candy, and they go monkey crazy. So, yes, I agree with you on that. And just like my friend, they don't know how to develop a relationship, which is one of the reasons I listen to the show to keep my sanity. Because if not, then I'm, I'm, I'm liable to pimp, pimp, hooray. I mean, I want to be married. but so, so, yes, I agree with you on that. The other thing I disagree with is, a lot of our ladies down here are entitled. You got to understand, females pull together here in Atlanta economically. Men don't. 
So a lot of it's easy for a lady to go from a stripper pole to a sixty thousand dollar a year job just on sisterhood. So and I've seen it. So you you got to understand a lot of these ladies they come into this stuff when they see a dude. It's like with Vivica Fox. They want a dude to operate on her standards, kind of like what this show is about a lot of times. And not every dude is with that, just like the reverse with a man. That's why, you know, for us dudes who are somewhat halfway decent, it's hard for a lady to come in because we come in with some type of standard, like, sweetheart, I don't need for you to, you know, do this work-wise, I don't need, but I need for you to do something to where it's a benefit to me. That's the same thing women are saying to these men. Once they get past the sex, I agree with you. So I, I meet you in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is a lot to do with these dudes because the dudes are so underdeveloped. You know, you get a dude with an $8 an hour warehouse drive job dreaming of 10 a $10 raise, and then here's his sister. She got an entry-level secretary job sitting down for $10, $12, and she's going to top out at 24 She's never going to understand that dude. So they're in line. And like I said, look up, look up my company. You'll see people on the rooftop meeting each other. You'll see I put events together with sisters meet. See, that's my way of giving back. I, I try to create stuff where people can come together. Okay. So, so, so the fact that we're talking about single people and if you're on the single dating scene and you're going out, and whatever you're presently doing is not working for you, then you find a way to step your game up and say, well, now I've got to switch. I've got to reinvent myself. I've got to do something that's going to make me be noticed. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to get my, 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 my stock up. So now you, because, you know, your black book is probably depleted and you don't have anybody to call over, your dates or whatever the case may be, so you're trying to find somebody. But in the marriage life, and back to the topic when marriage sex goes bad, when is it time in a marriage for you to step up your sex game, male or female, in a marriage? Or anytime. Is that even, it, anytime. Is that even anytime. Okay. Well, what would what what would what would what red lights what flags would you see that would tell you it's time to step up your sex game in a marriage? Why would somebody just do that? I think uh, I think a lot of times I, I think a lot of times it comes with our expectations though. It comes with our expectations, especially like if we watching porn or we done had a whole bunch of women in our past. Then it's like you're not doing it like such and such. You're not doing it like whoever. You know, uh, mm. I, I I find a lot of uh, like with Christian women, I get this a lot because they like. So if I'm supposed to wait until I get married to have sex, then how I know if he's going to satisfy me? And I'm like, well, if you ain't have sex, you ain't got nobody to compare him to. Yeah, you know, so I think a lot of times it all depends on what you bring to the marriage because we always bring this. Cause I, I've been married for almost 13 years now. I'm with same woman, love her to death. But, you know, is there some things I regret because I was out in the streets, you know, before and doing stuff like that? Yeah. Man, I wish I would have kept myself. But at the same time, I'm not going to compare my wife to some other woman because 
I'm with her for the rest of my life. So I might as well make the best out of what I have. I always tell husbands the best thing you can do is, you know, the way you treat her throughout the day is how she's going to treat you at night. So mm-hmm. if you if you giving her the things that she needs, if you filling up her love tank, you giving her compliments, you know, if you're giving her love language, uh, she'll freak you out at night. She'll step her game up. <laughs> she'll, mm-hmm. she'll do it automatically if you're consistent with saying who you are uh, as a man, playing your role, doing the things you need to do as a man. Uh, she'll make love to you like like nobody's business if you just play your part. Hey, I All right, with, that. With, with, with that being said, let me go check my tank, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to get back to this conversation a little bit later. <laughs> All right. That's a man know how to drive right there. <laughs> I don't know how to drive. That's right. And I agree. I agree with what he said. I agree with what he said because you always looking for that next. Okay, let me see what else I can do to make this a, a, the best experience. That you know, it, it's like it, it should be. And I and I'm gonna be personal real quick. I, I told my wife the other day. It's like when I'm when we make love. It's like a new time. It's almost like I'm cheating on you with you, and that's always good for me to feel like I'm cheating on you with you. You know, you uh, one one day you have on the wig, or one day you you got some kind of something always going on. I ain't gonna give all my secrets out, but it's just always something going on. That, <laughs> so that makes it interesting. You always got something going on to make it interesting, and then, yeah, and I love that. You know, I love that about our relationship because she she pay attention to detail, especially after I say or after I communicate to her that. Like I, I, this ain't going as well as I thought it was. I mean, this, I mean, you, you know, you you think we having sex two or three times a week, and it's really one time a month. And it took one conversation, and she felt bad about, you know, bad by it for a little while, and because she really thought she was doing better than that. And I was like, no, you know, actually, I wrote it down right here. See, but when it, <laughs> when she came to her senses, and when she's like, you know what, I am going to make it interesting. I'm not going to let this fire go out on my, my sex life. And I'm going to make it interesting because my husband, you know, after she got past her, uh, all that attitude mess, then, you know, she's like, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't know you, I didn't know you felt that way about it. Or I didn't know you was keeping count. Or I didn't know you was paying that much attention. I thought we was equal in this thing. I said, no, we ain't equal. You know, I mean, but, and then she, she tightened it up a little bit. And I appreciate that because she listened to me. Let me ask you a question about that. Um, and, you know, the host talked about trust earlier. And with her, you know, making that commitment, you know, that she was not going to, quote, unquote, you know, let the fire go out on your marital sex life, was that because she was cheated on in the past? Did she have the men, the you know, before you, did the men in her life previously, did they cheat on her? Or is that not even in the, you know, in, in the equation at all? Well, um, I don't think about, I don't, we don't talk about the people we were with each other prior to being with each other for the simple fact that I, I, don't, I don't really want to think about that. I just don't want to make the same mistakes, and neither does she. But if we, we're talking about, 
you know, um, a relationship or if we're talking about sex, if we're talking about something, can you please stop? If we're talking about something like that, then, you know, uh, we're not talking about what did he do or comparing me to the next person. It's more so, hey, you're my husband, I'm, um, you know, I'm your wife, and if you say something is wrong, then it's up to me to fix it or try to or what can I do to make it better. So if I'm always in your back pocket and you always in mine, then we shouldn't have these other outside entities or interference or interests, you know, when it comes down to the to the to the sex game because we should always keep it interesting between her and I. You know, and that's what I like about it because it it's the epitome of what a marriage should be and I always envision I wish I can just say something. And it don't always go smooth. The conversations probably 90% of the time don't go smooth, but it ends up being to where I listened or she listened and we start changing uh, or adjusting the way or pay more attention to the way we approach certain issues, especially in the bedroom. And it's, so she it's good it. to discuss those things too. It's good to discuss them. I'm, I'm glad you said that because when you can discuss those things and be transparent with your spouse, that can help because she might think she's doing something and she ain't. You sitting there like, man, what's really going on? But if you have these conversations, just like he said, um, and just being honest and putting it out there, then that way it opens the door for what can I do better? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then that way, um, if she's receptive, then that's you know that's a win for both of y'all. But if she's not receptive, then it might be a deeper issue at hand. Um, right. Or or it might be a deeper issue on his end because, like I said earlier, he could be comparing her to other people, but he never said that to her. So. Yeah, you. Can, right. I, can I? I got a question about um, trust as well. Um, I've been with my my wife. We've been married about four years, but we've been together about ten. And I can honestly say, not just her, but any woman that I've ever been with, I don't think that I have ever really. I love my wife, and I trust her. I know she won't like that. She she won't steal from me, but I don't think that I could be openly honest all the way with my wife. Yes, I'm talking about just like I don't feel like one with my wife. And I don't know if I can feel like one with anybody because I think I might have some type of wall up or something. Is it why is that? I mean, why is that? Why do you, like if you were to dig down to the root of that, you know, why is it, you know I mean, have you been betrayed, you know, all of your life by all different types of people? Um, Uh, uh, Not so much betrayed, but probably... It probably was was normal, but I might have analyzed it a little differently, and and, and it probably was from childhood and just throughout. It, like I've never been just where well, I felt absolutely vulnerable to anybody, uh, or my wife or anybody else, you know. And I, and I ask that because I want to know if anybody in here is actually vulnerable. Um, is that I don't, I don't think it's unusual, but is that normal? Or a human to just not be comfortable enough to be absolutely vulnerable, you know. To I think, his, I, 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 I think I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it, and I and I'll say this is that in some cases that 
we can be more vulnerable with each other than we can with our wives. And the reason being is because, you know, when this show is over, I know that you're not going to bring it up five years later what I said or, or, or the, you know, perspective or how I was feeling or whatever. It's just, you know, I said it, we processed it, we talked about it, and it's over. It's a wrap. You know, whereas with women, you know, um, and, and with our wives in general. Um, Hold on. Um, you know, the whole, would... the, the whole thing about it is that it's going to come up again in a different form and it's just going to be twisted up, you know, so... You, you you did speak about your childhood, and I don't know, you know, how your childhood was where, you know, maybe something in your childhood that, you know, maybe it was your mother, your father that made you feel that way. I don't, I don't and, think it was that. Oh. Well, 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 let me, let me also uh, jump in and say this. From a, from a psych point of view, we got things that are called triggers. And I have had them. Uh, I kind of weeded most of mine out. But you'll have things kind of like what, what, what he was just saying to where you're very protective of of something possibly happening. So when you say vulnerable, it isn't necessarily the way you may be viewing it. It might be a trigger that you're trying to protect yourself from. And if you get into a room during your prayer or during your meditation and you try to rediscover what these triggers are, then you can conquer those triggers and then feel more vulnerable moving forward. And to his point, when you're dealing with people who are strangers or even males, whatever the case may be, you're able to to dump stuff and then know that it's not going to come back, like he said. But when it's somebody close to you, it, you, you have less of a wanting to dump or to be as open because you don't want the possibility of something coming back and then you falling into a childhood trigger. So you can look it up. There's, there, there are things called triggers and uh, they create emotions within us, and you just want to prevent from that. And once you identify what those childhood triggers were, you can then dominate them and then feel more comfortable in your vulnerability. That's just my suggestion. Hey, and this, this this is what I think. I think all of y'all just just spoke. I think that that um, that it was all textbook, and it saw, sounded good. It was all textbook though. And I believe and I believe that every man on this phone, like he said, the same problem he got, I believe we had the same problem. I, and I'm gonna prove it to you. Every time you know what you can discuss with your wife straight up or not, you know what's gonna set her off and you know what you better not say to her because you better protect that thing. If a, if if a woman came on to you that used to be your ex, or if your if a woman came or somebody came on to you and they squeezed you and pinched you on on your behind, or they 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 put slide slid their hand in front of you you know in front of your privates, and you checked them, 
You will not tell your wife, especially if it's a friend of hers. You won't tell her. You don't trust her with that information that she's going to be solid enough to handle that. So I believe, like Malcolm said, you don't, he ain't going to tell his wife everything because he knows the history of his wife. He knows what his wife can handle, and he knows he don't want to hear it 10 years down the line or uh, 10 years away from here because he thought he dealt with it already and apologized about it. So if it's something else that came up, she's going to be like, well, uh-huh, well, why did she feel on you? Why did she feel the need? What, was you, what kind of symbols or signs that you was giving her authorizing her to feel like she can conduct that kind of behavior towards you? So it's going to be a questionnaire that's going to be blown all out of proportion, so it's better to not even trust her with that information. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I also want to say, too, that um, – because I, I was reading a book that I, I found very interesting. This book was called uh, What Your Husband Isn't Telling You by a guy named David Morrow. And uh, mm-hmm. it was really good. But something that I learned is, like, you have to really um, – you have to cultivate this kind of relationship where, you know, you know what she can handle and what she can't handle. And then where, where are you really trying to go with this? Like, cause sometimes I had to think, like, is this is this going to hurt? Or am I being honest? You know, it's kind of like a difference a little bit because, like, I can tell my wife something. Like, my wife knows my struggles. She knows my struggles. I tell her. I mean, we can be in church, and we'll be talking and be praying for people or whatever, and I will tell my wife, I will say, you probably want to pray with her because, you know, she, she, she built a little too nice for me, <laughs> you know, and, and she know what I like. My wife know what I like. Um, because I had to, I had to be honest with her because I needed her to protect me from me, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, we could be in Walmart and, and, and she know what I like, and we'll be walking down the aisle, and she could be like, uh, "Let's walk down this aisle," because I saw what you saw, and I don't know if you can handle all that. Um, but well, it that, has that, to be that, a- that's before that's before anything happens. I'm talking about after oh, okay. something happens. If something happens and you already dealt with it, or let's say you didn't deal with it and you're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Now, let's say that happens. You're not going to be safe. With, you're not going to trust her with that information because she, you don't want her to expect or suspect that you did something to cause it. So nine times out of ten, you're not going to trust her with that information, and then you handle it, and you're probably it's some probably things that you'll never tell her. And hey, let me let me throw this in there. And I'm going to tell you the reason why I asked that question, and it has to do with the topic of the show. Um, the, the reason that I asked that is because me not being able to be vulnerable, I think what, I think what that translates to, at least in my life, and I want to know if it does this to you guys, I can have, you know, I can have sex with my wife, but I don't think I've, because I can't be vulnerable, I don't know if I can make love to her. Like, like I'm talking where I feel it in my spirit and all that other stuff. Mm. That's heavy, bro. That's heavy. So what? Yeah, and, and I, I want to know. It sounds like the brother that was talking right before I started talking. Like he made the one who was talking about him and his wife in church. It sounds like yeah. he probably can make love to his wife. I can sleep with her, have sex with her, and a thousand times, but I don't think I've ever made love to anybody. Wow. 
Wow. So you so you saying it it feels the same across with with, with that woman to that woman to that woman to that woman is all the same. I don't think it's all the same. I think it's different because you you are. No, no, I'm, I'm asking. I was asking Malcolm because he said oh. that he can't, he don't think he can make love to her. But I don't I don't understand what you what your understanding of making love vice having sex because if you said you never made love to anybody, then it's like naturally you don't know what it feels like to make love to a woman, but you know what it feels like to have sex with a woman. So how do you know it's a difference if you never felt the making love? To a woman, you know what I mean. Um, well, should should it feel different? Well, you know what? That's why that's why I suggested that there's a trigger block. So my question, well, you know what? Go ahead, answer his question. I I got a question afterwards. No, I was just I was just saying. It, it, I mean, it's the same act, but it was the reason why you married her. Yeah, like I did. Right. I don't think that I've ever done. I've ever made love because. I don't think that I, I don't think that's because I've never been absolutely vulnerable. I, in my mind, at least I may be off, but I think that you have to be vulnerable to make love to somebody. But you Let ain't cold as ice. You ain't cold as ice when you when you're making love. I mean, no, no, I'm not cold as ice. I'm just not. I'm 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 fun and she loved me and everything else. I'm not cold as ice and rigid and I, I don't mind being freaky. I don't mind any of that stuff. I don't mind trying all kind of stuff, but I'm talking about, I don't mind having fun with it, but I honestly don't think that I've, I think you have to be vulnerable to make love to your wife, to like probably feel like a straight oneness with her and all that other stuff. I don't think that I've ever done that. Let me ask you this question. Just out of curiosity, can you uh, name a movie that you like that you felt that that's an example of making love? The only thing that comes to my mind is uh, that movie True Love, with uh, with um, uh, uh, just um, what's that guy, Christian Slater, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the only thing. I mean, they was like one. It seemed like to me. And 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 what did they do that that you considered making love in, in, in the movie. What did, what did, well, they, uh, I think I think they were living a lifestyle where they had to totally and completely rely on each other. Oh, okay. Okay. So so you don't so 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 you don't feel that you have made that soul connection while you're in the act. I, I don't think that I, I rely on anybody. Not even my yeah. wife. Yeah. Well, well, let me let me let me jump in here and just ask you: Do you think that she knows that when y'all are having? How we? Whose phone is that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, thank you. Um, when you're in the act, or you know, just after the act, do you think that she realizes that it's something missing, or that it's that's, that it's a block? Or, or it's a wall there that prevents you guys from being one? I, I think that she knows that there could be another level mm-hmm. of a spiritual. I, I think she I think she knows it can be another level. I think that she probably realizes that it is sex. And, that's, and, that, and it, it really doesn't have anything to do with sex, probably. It's, I'm probably like that. 
it, just in life in general, you know what I mean? It, it's more than just sex. I mean, she knows that I love her. She knows that I love my family. She knows that I'm committed to my family. All my actions dictate that I'm very, very dedicated and committed to my family. But it's just I think there's probably a, another level. And this is something that I'm working on. And, and, and part of the reason why I say it takes a long time because I trust that it'll take a long time for me, or I believe it'll take a long time for me. I trust that I'll never give up. But um, uh, I think that it, it applies to probably every area in my life. I'll agree with my, that. My only suggestion to you is, like I said, you have a, and I don't have to necessarily be right. This is just me trying to help. You You have a trigger that's causing you to be very protective for some reason, and only you are going to figure out what that trigger is. But I have suggested to couples that you know you're in love when both of you are trying to beat the other at giving. So, you know, when you when you get to the point where you find out what your block is, what your trigger is, because this trigger comes up every time you start to fall. Every time, some It's like every time you start going that way that something comes up to say, ah, I don't think that's it. Trust me, you are going to be that that type of feeling in that movie once you figure out what this block is. And once you figure out what that block is and you defeat it and you remove it, then you will therefore go to the other side. I've seen it happen a million times, but that's just my suggestion. Let me, let me, let me, let me, and I'm listening and I'm just trying to put my finger on it. And I think that there is a, a slight disconnect with the verbiage. I think when you say, and you very well could be making love to your wife, just so you know, I think the vulnerability piece that you're harping on has something to do with something else other than you making love to your wife. You know what I'm saying? Because you said earlier that you could go 10 years and the relationship could be rocky and it doesn't matter. You're still committed and you're going to stay in that relationship, right? Correct. you, You speak of commitment you speak of oneness you speak of completeness with your marriage so you i think you've already got that part down i think the other struggle may be your 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 ability to be vulnerable to a certain degree with your wife and in that respect you're not different than any other man on this phone and and that's really that's really what i want to know is that is that unique or, or is that like is that most men well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because because just like Dan was saying earlier, there's certain things that we're not. There's certain things I'm not going to tell my wife to protect her. Certain things she don't need to know. It doesn't mean that I'm not vulnerable with her. Doesn't mean that I'm not in it to win it forever with her. It just means there's certain things she don't need to know. It's not for her ears. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think it's the same with all of us. What but don't you not, not to cut you off? But do you think that that causes you to uh, not have? the highest level of respect for your wife, not that you disrespect her in any way, but that you just don't achieve the highest level of respect that's, that's, that's available. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. It's the only way I can break it down. Not too long ago, I saw an ex-girlfriend in the store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me tell you a story. It is what it is. And she was an ex-girlfriend that we didn't, we didn't break up because we had a fallout. We just top distance. She had a job somewhere else, and that's what ended the relationship. But we were still cool people. You know what I mean? And so me seeing her was like, whoa, you still look good. 
Follow what I'm saying? But now I'm a married man. So there was only but so much I could do there. You know, be cordial, embrace the, hey, how are you? How's the family? This is what I'm doing now. I see what you're doing now. Everything is cool. Boom. And keep it moving. Now, to say I walk away not feeling something, I'd be lying. But that's not information for me to go share with my wife. Right. You feel what I'm saying? If I love her and respect her to the most, I'm not going to be like, well, guess what? I ran into one of my ex-girlfriends. And I can't feel fine. Well, I I think there's a difference. I think that, and I, and I understand what you're saying, and when you just said that, it kind of it takes it back to what, kind of what both you and Darren were saying. I think there's a difference between being absolutely honest with your wife and, and vulnerable, av- available to an extreme level. You know what I mean? Why would you, like, I, like almost logically, right. why would you say that to your, to your spouse? No, no. Well, one thing, right. one thing about Listen, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Darren. Yeah. You said vulnerable to an extreme level. So an extreme level would meet me saying, honey, you know what, I'm honest with you about everything. And when I saw her, maybe a feeling or two came back or a memory of what we had came back, and I couldn't control it, and I'm trying to deal with it. You follow what I'm saying? That's too much information. That's something you as a man got to go home and handle it and deal with it and suppress it on your own. There's certain things you're going to see a woman. Some men go home and say, Honey, I saw this girl at the mall, and I just got to be honest with you, man. She's fat as I don't know what. I'm sorry. That's really, really honest. And I, I, I think, I mean, as you're explaining it to me, it's kind of becoming more clear to me exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to say. It's not so much honest like that, but vulnerable with my feelings. You understand what I'm saying? Not, not that I tell her every. You know, never, not that I tell her things that may may hurt her, just to be honest with her, or, you know, or that she may take a wrong way, but just my feelings. You know, I've never, I'm vulnerable with my feelings. Let me tell you something, Mal. Mal, let me tell you, let me tell you this. When I when I was married before, and I said I'm going to give my all, my all, my all, and I was so vulnerable, and I and and I believe that I should have been how I am now or how you are now. Because it was not no man or no woman on this earth that can tell me that this woman would never cheat on me. It was no one on this earth that can tell me that her and I would end up at each other's necks one day. Because I was like, well, I'm, I'm so vulnerable. She knows everything about me, in and out. I, she knows everything, my every thought, my every morsel, fiber, being, everything, cell. She knows which way my blood is pump, pumping because I've... I'm just, you know, so vulnerable and open that I can have this open discussion with her. Well, what happened was once she did what she did, you know, and violated the, the marriage, I was so ripped and torn as a person that I put all my love and trust in, and I was so open to everything. I just I just stayed open. It was just like an open door and windows that... I, I just really despise women after that happened. And I'm so glad my wife that I'm married to now caught me because I was going to try to tear everything in D.C. up because I hated, I, it almost, I didn't hate women, but I despise them so much because I said, dang, you give them everything, you trust them entirely 150%, and then you still get the door slammed on your fingers. 
and 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 I and now and with my with my n- new marriage, you know, it's fairly new to me still. We've been married eight years, but it's with with this marriage, I don't do that. I give them a I give her a ninety nine point nine percent chance of being faithful, to being honest. But I leave that point zero one percent for myself, just for just in the case because she's human. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't need, I disregarded that in the first relationship. There's no way, no how, no way that this is gonna happen and but this one, I said I'm gonna trust her ninety nine point nine percent. But I'm gonna leave that one percent open for me. Yeah, I gotta get back to the vulnerability piece, um, for the brother and how I mean Tell me a little bit about your mother and your father and their relationship. I mean, were they both around? I mean, were you raised by them? Like, what what happened there? I'm sorry, I had it on mute. Um, yeah, um, I was raised. Uh, both my parents was in the house. So I was ra- raised. Uh, it was ten of us, and yeah, she. Both my parents were there. They go that way. Yeah. Okay. I think some of it, though, comes um, – sometimes those are the things that happen that comes with divorce, though. And, and it's not being judgmental or, any, or judgmental or anything. I'm just I'm just saying. I think those are some of the repercussions of divorce and some of the effects of it. Sure. Uh, because those are the things that you have to recover from. Uh, because when you're standing down there at the altar and you're getting married and you're thinking this is – to death do us apart, and then it don't work. Uh, that that can take a toll on you mentally. Yeah. And going into yeah. and, and going into another marriage, you can think, I love her, but I'm gonna still reserve that ten percent for me to protect myself. Because I think a lot of times when we when we go into our first marriage, we dive in head first. Mm-hmm. But then if that divorce occurs, then we reserve some of ourselves. And then some people work on a third marriage, and then they even reserve some more of themselves. And that's why the divorce rate is higher for uh, the more you divorce, the higher the rate because mm-hmm. you're reserving more of yourself every time because it's like I trust you, but I trust my first wife and that didn't work. And then I tried to trust her, and it didn't work. So I just think a lot of that comes from the repercussions of divorce. And 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 and, and again, and, and good words, my brother. And again, I, I think that the vulnerability piece that he's dealing with is not anything that is unusual. I think that we all have a certain point. Of, of a wall up to a certain degree, whether it be 1%, 5%, 10%, 20%. You know what I'm saying? Everything is not for your wife. And then you have to get to a certain place where it's gradual. Five years, seven years, eight years, 10 years, sometimes 15 years is not long enough for you to bring that wall down. You see what I'm saying? Certain things mm-hmm. have to happen for you to say, okay, now I trust you with all of it. And it's something that's got to be gradually earned. And I think that for some of us, it comes sooner than later, or vice versa. But, but still, it's, 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 it's not a guarantee that it will happen within the first 10 years, I don't think. So I think what he's dealing with is I think he's doing a good job. 
for somebody that's got vulnerability, and I'm not going to say issues, but he just has a vulnerability process that has to go through. And I think he's on the right page. Not to say that he's not making love to his wife. Like I said, he very well may be making love to his wife, but there's certain other areas that he's going to curb the conversation or curb the, 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 the honesty piece. And mm-hmm. I, think that we're all, I think that we all are virtually the same way. Right, right. Yeah. Now, and we I won't see, be able to admit it like that, but yeah. Yeah. And, and Let me ask this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to flip it a little bit, so if the person wanted to say something on it, you can go ahead and say it. Oh, oh, oh no, go ahead, because now I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> well, well, what I was going to ask was, because I, I know how it, I believe I know how it affects me, and, and I think Tony, and I agree with Tony, I think, in my mind, I would imagine that it's a lot of men that are that way. Do you think that it, that women are that way? Yes, hundred percent. Well, do you More think that so. affects their, their their desire for sex in marriage? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if it changes, if it changes in marriage, maybe it has to do with feeling vulnerable. Well. I think that there's certain things that have to happen from the time when you're dating. Okay, so when you're dating a woman, right, certain things have to happen for her to say yes to your will you marry me. Certain trust factors, certain things that you have to do, certain things that you have to show her, right? So now she, you got the ring because she said yes. Now once you're married, certain things have to happen now that you've said I do to happily ever after. So now you've got to earn it again. Now you've got to earn it again as a husband. You see what I'm saying? So now certain things don't happen in line as she pictured it, being a wife, being married. Then the walls go up. You know what I'm saying? Like you did X, Y, Z to get me to say yes, but now that I say yes, how are you going to keep me saying yes? Because virtually that's what it is. She's continuously to say yes when you make advances to her. How are you going to keep me saying yes? So when these things don't happen like clockwork, then her wall goes back up again. So now we've got to find a way to get that wall down and keep it down. So it's a trust factor. Sometimes it doesn't come in the first year. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it doesn't come in the first five to ten years, but we constantly have to win her trust over, if that's mm-hmm. making any sense. Mm-hmm. And my so point. now, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, and my standpoint is different in that uh, I'm, I'm a big romantic. So I look at it from the standpoint of um, I, I happen to speak with a bunch of older couples. And I found that the bliss between them was when they unmasked, when they, when they finally got to the age and the maturity and the time together where they were happy just to be with each other. There was less arguments and blah, blah, blah. So the only thing I keep saying when, when I say it triggers is that I think when you as a person, a human being, male or female, you get to the point where you can unmask. Now, I'm not talking about share your secrets to the point they backfire on you. That's something totally different. I'm talking about, I'm talking about where you can unmask to the point where you can feel what I think you're trying to feel in that movie, which is you're trying to get that oneness so much to where 
you you feel like I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to think about this in regards to her. And you have a sense that she's doing the same. I'm just suggesting in order to get there, you have to look at what is holding you back from getting there, and then she may come along and you may find yourself in that movie. Sometimes when we, like the brother asked about, you know, family settings, sometimes our family settings are not that movie, and we don't know that we've been a certain way. Now, I could be totally wrong, but in time you'll figure out which one works best for you, but that's just my suggestion. Unmask who you are and what holds you back from being the other character in that movie. And and that's what I think your job is in the love match, but that's just my suggestion. And that's good. And that's good. And I also think because you said that you are romantic, and I think that is a good quality to have in a marriage. But all the romance in the world is not going to cure the fact that she may not believe that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And a lot of times women, a lot of women look at their men like, yeah, you all right. But are you, at the end of the day, are you going to keep the promises that you made to me? Are you going to yeah. do exactly what you say you're going to do? Are you going to be consistent? Are you going to be that rock that I need? And if they don't mm-hmm. feel like that, no, the legs ain't going to open up with moistness at all. It's, mm-hmm. going to be a, it's going to be a struggle because we're going to be looking for something out of them, and they definitely don't feel it in us. You see what I mean? So you've got to be consistent with these women. There's got to be some consistency and trust. If not, just like Malcolm said, it's going to make the sex go bad in marriage. Yeah, because you, yeah, you have to, I mean, because if, if she don't trust you, um, the, the sex is going to be terrible. Or if you're not following through with the things that you say, um, never, never give your wife a reason not to trust you. I don't care what it is. Because especially, say, if you cheated or whatever, and the way you rebuild that trust is, I don't care if you go into the store. You yep. can go into a Walmart, and you say, I'm going to be back at 830. You'll be back at 830. Mm-hmm. Some guys some mm-hmm. guys say, well, that's doing too much, but you screwed up the trust. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. If, you, if you screwed up the trust, then... It's going to make it just that much harder on you. Yeah, you have to work that system. You have to, you know, build up that trust because if there's not any trust, man, I mean, it, it's a long road to recovery. It is. All it it takes is. Is, yeah, all it takes is one time to screw up. And, and that's not saying all the other personal issues that she might have to deal with before she married you. Her dad might have been inconsistent. Mm. And then because if see because we can impress we can impress her when we dating we always can be consistent when we dating right yep. <laughs> but when we mm-hmm. marry her then it's a different ball game so if like I say if she grew up in a household where dad was inconsistent it's just gonna really make her upset because she like dad are all men like this my daddy was like this now my husband is like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and here's here's an example and. And this is one of the things, the the areas that I think that we make a mistake in sometimes in marriage. And it's like if you have a, a child, you know, it's not good to tell your child, hey, when I get off work tonight, I'm going to take you to the circus. <laughs> and then you get off work or you work late and you don't take that child to the circus. It's mm-hmm. detrimental, right? 
to the kid is detrimental. Mm-hmm. But we know that, and we try not to do it. We try not to lie to our kids, even though it may be what people call a white lie, or maybe you did have to work late, and you got to make it up to that kid. But mm-hmm. that day, that kid is ready to go with you to that circus. To the circus. That's right. That's more important to them than eating or drinking or sleeping, going to that circus, right? But when we tell our wife, hey, I'm going to clean out that garage on Saturday, and then Sunday comes around, and you're still on the golf course for two days straight. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? We'll be like, uh, you know, I get to it next week. But we push it off like, yeah, you know what I mean? She ain't tripping. I, I get to her next week. It's just the garage. But to mm-hmm. her, it's like, dude, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Because if you can't do something as simple as clean out that garage, how can I trust you to do something when I really need you as my husband? And, but we brush it off, but it's, to them, it's huge. It's major. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It may, be just, it may be just as detrimental as that child not going to the circus, but we never put one and two together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. You know, so then we try to get the booty after that, and they'd be like, yeah, you know, I, you can hit, but that's about it. It ain't going to be like you want it. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you that because the Bible said so, booty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. We all know we all know what that is. We all know what that is. Sir. <laughs> we all been down that road. Thank you very much. <laughs> <I'll take it>. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The Bible says so. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's it's good to talk out. It's good to talk talk about um those those pain points. Those things yeah. that frustrate your spouse, it's good, man. It's like just go ahead and get it out uh, yeah. because I know my wife and I, we used to walk on eggshells, man, you know, but now it's like, you know what, I ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. We stuck. We might as well just let it all hang out. And yeah. even if it's even if it's hurtful, you know what, I ain't going nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. not not a personal vendetta, but just letting it out. And she can be like, you know, I hate when you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, just like we alluded to earlier. And when she say that, that's when you know you really got to step up. Yeah. Because these are her pain points because she can she can easily go back, revert back to her childhood. Like I said, she can be like, man, everybody I ever knew been inconsistent. And it's good to know these things because you can be married to somebody for years and never truly know them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never know. Never know mm-hmm. you treat them wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anybody ever have a bad day at work, come home and have a bad day at home? And then you say, man, this is supposed to be my safe zone. This is supposed to be my kingdom. This is supposed to be oh, where, yeah. you know, everything is supposed to be white and rosy when I come in. I, you know, I'm out, I'm out in them streets. And then I come mm-hmm. home, it's supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. well, I think that's how they look at us. Like if all the men that I know that I've been around in my life, that I've grown up with, that has been fathers, whatever, you are supposed to be that consistent one. You. I believe they think that way. 
when we let them down in that respect, it makes everything else, you know, unbalanced. But I think, too, I think, too, knowing that you just human, you know, you got you to gotta give your space, you got to give your spouse that space. Um, you got to give them that space to be human. And that's not to say that you need to be inconsistent on the regular, but giving your spouse that space. Uh, because if you don't give them space to be human, man, because I know people who, singles, who can't wait to get married, and they thinking marriage is their answer to life. And I'm like, you're badly mistaken. Next thing you know, they divorced because they thought marriage was going to fix all their issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. far from the truth. So, and I had to learn this, too. I had to learn that I had to give my wife some space to be human. She having an off day, that's okay. Um. You know, and, and, and grant that to her and let that be the reason, you know, hey, I, I'll love you even more. Because as men, we got to be, you know, if, if we're the head of our homes and stuff like that, we got to learn how to serve our wives as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, a lot of brothers be missing that. A lot of brothers be, they figure, man, they know their Bible and they jumping on the table in the kitchen. Don't you know I leave my house and I'm the head of my home and all this other stuff? And I'm like, if you got to do all that, you ain't no, you're not the leader of your home. You know, you, mm. you shouldn't have to make that announcement. Like respect, respect just is. It doesn't have to make an announcement. Mm-hmm. You know. And let me drop, wrench. let me drop a, a monkey wrench on what you just said, brother. Mm-hmm. Now the topic is somebody got the panel yeah it's gone now the topic is when marriage sex goes bad and essentially what you just said is that oftentimes we think of it just on the surface we think that it's the woman's fault that the sex is going bad that it's the wife's fault but essentially what you just said is that when the marriage sex goes bad, it's the husband's fault. It's the man's fault, pretty much. Would, would you all agree with that? Because on the I, surface, I would, we think that she's not doing what she used to do, and she ain't flipping it, and she ain't wearing this, or she ain't working out, or she ain't doing this, or she giving me just the, you know, the the, the plain old regular, you know, when – the the problem is you not doing what you're supposed to do as as a as a husband. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's in all cases? That's not, not all cases. cases. Not all. No, cases. that's not all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's in that case, then Rodney, then it's not always the man's fault. I'll, I'll say this. I, I I'll say this. I say it's most cases. It's most cases it's the man's fault. Say it's, it's most cases it's the man's fault. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. If, if, if it's 50, 51, even if it's 51-49, I say majority of cases <laughs> it's the man's fault. And you, know, hey, that's right. women, you know, that's what the women listening have been waiting to hear this whole <laughs> conversation. What you just said. <laughs> they've been waiting all. They've been waiting two hours and twenty-eight minutes. Well, two hours to hear just what you said. So you have, and they're saying thank you, and they're applauding you right now for saying that. 
But he said the same thing I said earlier. Dudes have to have a vision for what they think they're doing. And when dudes don't have a vision for what they think they're doing, it falls on him, that 55-45. It's the same thing. Every time somebody came for counseling, it ended up being the dude either letting her take so much of the lead that he lost his identity or him blaming her because the 50-50 didn't work out, or and I used to always have to take the dude to the side and say, hey, where is your power? Just you as an individual. Just where mm-hmm. where is your power? Because we were in a Christian setting at that time, so I always have to resort people back to the Bible that they say they believe. Okay, Adam was here first, so why are we worrying about what Eve is doing? Well, she... No, no, dude, dude, dude. It don't matter. So I don't know. I, I, I was saying the same thing earlier. Uh, one, uh, one more point. Even when you look at basic psychology, innate behavior, and animal kingdom, a pride of lions, the female does a lot more than this male. But what does the whole pride do? Whatever this male does. The female will raise this little boy cub father gets killed. The boy cub is now leading the pride. Now, what does mom do? Whatever this male does. So at some point in time, I just think people have to get to the the understanding that if they don't operate in what they say they believe, Christianity, at least operate the way the planet does. The guy has to set a precedent for what he thinks he's trying to do. If not, Lunacy incurs. That's just my experience. And, and that's and a lot of guys, and I think a lot of that comes from uh, because even when my wife and I, when we dealing with couples, um, just like you said, a lot of times we got to pull the man to the side. He's like, man, what's going on? And 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 then that's when you know that's a problem right there, because mm-hmm. from 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 what I've learned and from what I've seen with us, you know, coaching couples and stuff like that. A lot of times the wife upset because he's not leading. She like, man, this dude works. Mm-hmm. That's good. And he, and see, because the problem with men is we think as long as we bring her home a check, that's good enough. Like, well, I'm working. You know how many men are here working? And he thinks that's good enough. And she like, but I need you to lead. Why don't you uh, play with the kids or, or, or take the kids to a game or do something, you know, besides just going to the man cave every day? Mm-hmm. And, see, and see the point you just made? He worrying about what other men ain't doing. You know mm-hmm. how many men ain't working? Always focus <laughs> yep. on somebody else instead of what you're doing on your farm with the potatoes wow. you chose to plant. And that's a turnoff. Mm. And that's a turnoff. And so that's mm-hmm. the turnoff in your own house where your wife is wow. like, man, I see you on that couch. I see you with your hobbies. I see you with these important things. But you ain't leading, and that's why I'm here, to be led. I'm here because you're supposed to be the head of this piece, and I feel like I'm the head of this piece. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you want me to bend you over when you're trying to bend me? How about I bend you over? <laughs> look, look, wait, 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 wait. And y'all laughing, but y'all a lot laughing. of ladies feel that way. Mm, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, that, that 2014 woman is mean, man. She's thinking like you. 
Look, and that, lady wants, that lady wants to be like a female lion. She wants to have the option to sit under a shade, trade, uh, a shade tree with the cubs while you fight that lion and that rhino. The minute you start saying, well, baby, you see me out here fighting, why do you think you're eating first? Why do you think you get sex when you want to? Why do you think you – that comes with the penis. Handle that. Handle that. Now, now, I want to stay there for a minute because we talked about cubs. And I got a monkey wrench. And I normally don't bring monkey wrenches, but I brought one tonight. <laughs> the monkey wrench is this. Can your kids tell if you're not having passionate lovemaking? Yes. Or is it even important? Yes. Those kids can tell. They 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 are able to tell because at first if they like, uh, mommy and daddy, uh, they 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 see the kissing and they say ill, but that's very admired by a child, even though they say what they say or even though it looks like they don't like it, they like to see or love to see mommy and daddy getting along. At the mm-hmm. moment that they stop doing that, the kid well. I want to say in my case, my daughter knew when I was about to break up with her mom. And she also knew when I was in love with my wife now. She walked straight up to my my wife now and said, why does it look like you guys have hearts in your eyes? Just like Mm. she said to us when she told us, said, why you don't hug and kiss on mommy anymore? Mm. And she was four and said that. This is a four-year-old child. And I'm like, nah, what you talking about now? I'm sitting up here trying to explain myself why I ain't kissing on her mama. Mm. Mm. And she's a chief four years old. So, yes, the children do know, you know, uh, they do know and recognize that mommy and daddy ain't getting along. Even if you try to sneak out the room after they sleep to sleep somewhere else because you don't want to be in the same room with that woman, they know that too. Mm. So you're really not sneaking anywhere. So you saying so what you're saying is it's healthy when the kids come knock on the door Sunday morning and you be like, Go away. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're saying going away because you're making love, then yeah, that's healthy. You ain't but if they say can, what you're if doing, they not say no, you you can't come in here, go away. So they know something going on. It's it's <clears> even <throat> more healthy when they catch you with ten toes up and down. But I'm not saying, I'm not advocating that, but I'm just saying you get caught in the act. <laughs> That's even more healthy. I saw mommy and daddy in there getting it, you know. And I think that's what our society kind of kills. They, 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 they try to kill that and try to say your children don't need to see that. But just like one of y'all said, the kids need to see it because they need to, because most of them want to emulate that later on in their life. Mm-hmm. So, right. hey, let, me, let me ask a clarifying question for myself. I don't think it's so much that they know you're having, you know, enjoyable sex with each other. I think that they just love when y'all getting along really well, and that may be um, a, a symptom of getting along is having enjoyable sex, but it's just that y'all getting along, I believe, mm-hmm. is what they see. But yeah, when your mama is happy, when your mama, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, man. When my mama used to cry, I don't know what she was crying about, and I didn't care what she was crying about. But I start automatically crying. Well, because if mama cries, something really wrong. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and if that well, daddy wasn't around, but if mama crying, it it was it was definitely something that couldn't be fixed. I felt as a yeah. little boy. So if, if and if I felt that through my, I felt my mom's pain, even though I didn't know what was wrong. She could have just broken nail. So I don't, I didn't know what was wrong, but she wasn't telling me. You know, I was just connected. I was like, man, mom, why are you crying? You're making me cry. You need to stop. You need to stop. You need to stop. And then I made my sister cry because we couldn't help her. So, but when she was smiling and when she was laughing, I was laughing. I was happy, and 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 it, it just made me feel good that my mama was feeling good. But I don't Tony, know what kind of thing I was having. Tony's question was, um, do you think that it's good for the kids, or do I think do the kids know when you're having good sex, something yes. like that? Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, passionate lovemaking. Passionate lovemaking. Right, right. I was I, I, I was differentiate, differentiating because I don't think the kids know unless they walk in on you and they know what sex is. I think they just know that y'all getting along really good. No, no but, but, I think, you know, but I think that's the evidence of it. I think right, well, the evidence the evidence of getting along really good is passionate sex. So there it is, part of it is passionate it is. sex. So I guess what you was asking is, do the kids know if y'all getting along? Well, no, well, no. The evidence of, see, it's like, you ever been around somebody, you ain't seen them in a minute, and then you see them the next day and they got a glow? You're like, where did you get that glow from? You just get something last night? You must have just got something last night. You must have got something <laughs> So you got a glow. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you, so that glow, that aura that you have in the household around these kids, you know what okay. I'm saying? That means... Certain things are healthy. Your sex life is healthy. Your relationship, your marriage is healthy, and it can get contagious to these kids. But mm-hmm. and can they see it? And is it important for them to see that afterglow? So they'll right. be like, okay, this is what this is. This is what I. These are the expectations I need when I get older. Yeah. When I get a uh, you know a relationship, not maybe a lot of marriage, but a relationship. I want to look like that. I want to feel like that. Hmm. And that's what, you know, my, my son, uh, he, he came up to me yesterday. And my, my wife thought it was a little lightweight disrespectful. So it was Sunday morning on our way to church. And uh, we came downstairs, and he said, uh, you know, Dad, uh, these walls are kind of thin. I said, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? And uh, and he's like, well, I, I, you, know, me, I, you know, I couldn't help but to hear you guys this morning. And I said, what did you hear? And my wife thought it was disrespectful for him to bring it up. I was like, no, no, because if they didn't build the walls right, then, they, you know, that, that's something that needs to be looked at. Because <laughs> you know? I'm going to make noise because I'm a happily married man. And I was able to explain it. And then they was yelling and, you know, talking about it. And she just kind of felt embarrassed. I'm like, I don't know why you're feeling embarrassed. I feel good about that. Because this is, this is an example. Even on Sunday morning, you're still a happily married couple. Well, well, you know what? Maybe she was looking at it from the standpoint of an adult instead of looking at it from the standpoint of the kids. The kids are looking at it as, hey, we we heard y'all, and I think you did the great response. You know what, son? And one day somebody will hear you too, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, hey, man, hey, man. Maybe maybe your teenage son didn't want to hear his father screaming in the morning. That's all it was. (laughs) Hey, hey. Is that a new form of praising God? 
Hey, you sure is, huh? Uh, <laughs> definitely is. I mean, damn, I was trying to hey, why, why I got to hear you screaming up in there? What's going on? I was about to come save you. <laughs> but, but it definitely shows them, look, man, this, this, is, this is life, and, and, you know, and it's supposed to be uh, happy all the time, especially in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's healthy. And it, it's, yeah, and it's healthy. It's healthy. But and your kids, there's some, your kids, there's, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm not about to say, and, and your kids should see, I mean, the, the best thing you can give your kids is a healthy marriage. Yes. That's the best thing you can give your kids, man, because if not, you will, you will hear, your kids will bring up this point in their life when mommy and daddy divorced. Mm-hmm. And they're going to think this where things start to tumble downhill. And they'll carry mm-hmm. that with them through their adulthood. Sure. Uh, so, so a lot of times you get people who, and I, I get frustrated when people say this, and they like, you know, I put my kids before my spouse, and I'm like, really? Oh, uh, you can't do that. Uh, can't do that. Yeah, you know, but but what happens is a lot of times if if the husband check out, a lot of times the wife will lean on the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, you know what's so weird about you know what's so weird about that? I said. And I got booed for this, but I I said for a lot of single, well, let me retract. For a lot of independent thinking human beings, that's their goal. Their their goal is not to be married. Their goal is to have a forever friend with their kids. Wow. Which is why, when the kids go on with life, many of the independent thinking people can't detach because they have nothing else going on. And I, I say this about what y'all were saying earlier, too. Isn't it strange if we say the kids are uh, seeing mommy and daddy like engaging with each other, imagine what the kid is going through who don't see no type of love reaction. He, got to spend a, he or she got to spend the next 15, 20 years trying to rediscover what that really means. Right. Right. That's true. That's, that's good word. That's good word. So somebody got a fan on? Somebody got a fan on? Mm-hmm. I always uh, mute myself when I'm not speaking, so Yeah, but um yeah, so, but yeah, my, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I just feel like when when you're having when when you're having sex in a relationship, in a marriage it should be the most happiest time because people in church or all around you should know. Um, we have a set, this part in church where we go around and, you know, we we hug, um, you know, I, let's greet each other, let's, you know, let's greet the visitors. And, this, you know, after, after we introduce the visitors and tell the visitors to stand up, so now the rest of the church family go greet these people. So, but I make it a point and a parent. Every time it's time for that part, I go straight over to my wife because I'm a deacon on one side of the church and she's in the doing the other part of the church, whatever. I make it a point at some point to go over there and hug and kiss my wife during that time. And everybody in the church, everybody in the church notices. And we got a small church, but everybody noticed that, all right, let him get his, let him get to his wife. I think it should be all around uh, apparent that you are, you have a healthy marriage and a healthy sex life. And I'm not saying go over there and smooch and 
be all, you know, nasty with her in public. But 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 it, it should be apparent that yeah, you guys are definitely getting along. And it's so because that keeps that keeps everybody who got an idea because I can see when people come to church and they piss with each other. I can see that. If they're couples and they come to church, they don't even even if they sitting right beside each other, it might as well be a brick wall between them. So any chicks that or any dudes that got any of ideas, because you never know what's floating around in people's head. You know, anybody's head, you even if me and her got into an argument that morning, just by my approach to her and our look at each other or our glare at each other, they can tell that something was wrong. So I make mm. I make I make it a point to let folks know not so much that we're having sex and we got a healthy sex life, but we have a healthy marriage and it can't be penetrated. Yeah. yeah. So there's some holes in the church. The and there's around. some dudes in the church. There's some dudes in the church that will try to get at your wife. And there's some women in the church that are, are undercover. You know, I ain't gonna say prostitute. You know, lack of better words, whatever. They they want you. You know, and you gotta kind of keep that away from it. And even though they know they fine, even though they know they got a big posterior, even though they know they got all these things going on about themselves, they will try to approach you or try to see if it's a wedge in to get in. And even though they're single, you know, they are some big booty girls in the church to try to get at you, try to get your attention while wearing the stuff that they're wearing, just to get your attention, just to see if they can pique your interest and to keep that away. You know, that's why single guys, in that from that perspective, the single guys are in trouble when it comes down to that. That's what's always amazed me about church that I've experienced. You have a majority of the lady, well, you know what, I, the ones I've, I've experienced, they, they tend to gravitate toward people who are already attached as opposed to some of the dudes who come in and they know they're single. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 kind of weird. Even when, um, even when I've done like single stuff for a church that I was in, I was at a mega church, you had people who, they, they, they seem scared to talk with certain males. I, I, I don't get it, but... Hmm. But but it seems like they go after the attachments very easily. I, I I really don't understand that. I the reason why I say that I feel sorry for single guy. I was in church one time. I was in the church in Hawaii, and I was in Bible study. And this woman, she she got up and she said, "Anybody got anything that they want to say?" And so she stood up, uh, and and uh, she stated that you know she came from California, her and her daughter. And she started coming to the church, and she enjoyed it, blah, blah, blah. So she met this nice deacon, and he was a single guy. And long story short, he got her pregnant, and he's in the church right now. And nobody stopped him from attacking her. And the pastor said, hold up. Everybody freeze. Put your head down. Don't look back. Don't look around trying to find a dude. And this girl was calling the dude out in church because now she's pregnant and he was trying to leave her. And he was supposed to have been representing the church. But I'm not trying to get this conversation off in the church. I'm just trying to get it off into vulnerable people. Vulnerable people come to church, especially women, after they done had a life of whatever, 
and they come to church seeking that missing link. And mm-hmm. just so happened that missing link might be somebody who's who's uh, who's pretending to be uh, that that knight in shining armor, and he ended up being ratchet just like everybody else. And I and I felt sorry for him because he fell into it too because he come to church. I've been looking for. I'm coming looking for a vulnerable woman. That's what most of them thinking. I remember talking to Malcolm one time, and he told me it was a guy came to his church, and uh, Malcolm, you on the phone? I didn't mean to put the church out there, but you know. Yeah, I'm on the phone. <laughs> and and his and the guy said that the guy who was telling the guy that hey, this is a good church to come to, and. The guy said, look, man, why do you come to church? He said, man, you can get all the women in here. And that kind of deterred the guy's, you know, idea of what church people are, are supposed to be like. So now you mean to tell me the guy's in charge is here looking for booty just like you can. <laughs> so you looking to have sex with women in church because you know that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a house full of vulnerable women. Mm. Or women that done been through some things. That's but, you know, well, worse, uh, but you know, worse than that is the ladies who go for it, because you know, like uh, like I said, I I seen to where, and I I spoke on it a couple of times. I seen to where, I, I guess men have a have a better Peter Parker spider sense than ladies do, because ladies it seems like. You can tell after the first conversation. Let's say uh, the, the the client I had last night. She was saying that her the the guy she was speaking with. She she's tired of these dudes, and the guy she was speaking with. They went out on a date, and he was inconsistent about putting the date together. I said, so why did you call him back? She was like, well, but I said, no, no, no. If if there's a dude. And he want to see you. If he can't even plan a date, he's telling you out the gate. I don't have any leadership skills. Why'd you, you call know, me? Lassie, I, I, I've been wanting to ask you this question forever, man. Because I, I got to ask you. Okay, you got the nerve. Go ahead, rock it. You got a lot of good advice, man. And you got, you I mean, you can help, uh, you can help married people stay married. And, I mean, you sound like a true, you know, good dude. I mean, I know you are, but I'm just saying, why aren't you married? Because it's just like, you know, it's like you, I don't know what you're saving yourself for, but I just wanted to know, why aren't you married? Well, here's the thing, real quick, 30 seconds. I was engaged, and like I've shared earlier, I fell into the situation a lot of brothers did when they're like, okay, I thought this was supposed to be 50-50 as long as I do X. It's not. The, it's not like that. So what I did was I walked away from a situation uh, because I felt as if the lady I was dealing with was not appreciative of me. And I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I'm always trying to keep her on point, but I'm losing myself. Uh, So with that said, that's why I came with the thought process. If we as males are doing a little bit more better, then it really doesn't matter. But now, the demographic of ladies that I bump into are either 
lazy, overweight, which is neither one that I like, or they are very competitive, and that's I feel is unnecessary. So I don't like having to run game on you. I don't like having to be protective of you. I need to be let my guard down. We chilling. We just, I don't have to rush you for sex. I don't have to do do any of that. I'm a confident dude. So one of the reasons why I'm currently not married is majority of the ladies I run into that are nice and sweet are from other cultures, and that's not what I want. I want somebody black. I would prefer somebody dark, but black in general is great with me. Brown, light skin, I don't care. But they don't come with joy. They don't come with happiness. They come with you owe me something. And my friends, they just play and run through them and have sex with them. I'm not like that. So I need to be able to have a conversation with you, laugh, joke, and consistency. That's, that's basically the problem. You guys are married, so you, you, you ran into that, that one situation. That's my whole hang-up. I, I run into people that are very disingenuous, and it's like, come on, Ma, Really? Seriously, I, I I need to be goofy. I you, you guys don't know I'm very goofy, but I can't mm-hmm. be that way with somebody that's I feel like I'm in a chess match with. Okay. Well, I, I think right. and a lot and a lot of times too, people expectations, man. And this is this is not. I'm just saying, just in general, as far as expectations. Because when you go out on a date with somebody, it's it's kind of easy to be like, who's going to let whose guards down first? Like, because we can only put up the, you know, the the salesperson in us for so long, um, mm-hmm. you know, before we decide to get married. We can only keep that salesperson. And I think that's why a lot of times people, when they get married, they'd be shocked. Like, I didn't know you was like that. <laughs> like you, you, well, yeah, I'm married. Now nah, I got you, um, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is almost kind of yeah. bad sometimes in marriage because I feel like this. I feel like if you marry, uh, that, you know, that's why I understand how people can be like they, 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 they freaks when they single and then they get married and then they just shut it down. And I'm like, how are you gonna be a freak? <laughs> You you well, were you know, a freak with with the people you were sleeping with, but now you got that one man or that one woman, and now you want to be, uh, you know, virgin of the month or something. You know, I'm like. <laughs> and, and you know what? I I show you guys a, co- a couple of uh, perfect examples. So um, uh, one lady really liked her. She was very sweet conversation. Blah blah blah. First date. I planned on, because I used to stay outside of America, I like small cafes where you can talk. So I said, uh, well, we'll take a walk in the park. It was a nice 70-degree day, and uh, we'll stop at a cafe uh, on the way. And I was thinking about this little French cafe that I know of. Her reply, the park? You're supposed to take me to dinner. What you? I won't be calling you back. <laughs> another, uh, another person uh, uh, another person who uh, was supposed to be Christian, very cute sister, sat in the front row. Uh, she was going through some hard times, and I said, well, you know, what you can do is go back to school and retrain, and then, you know, 
I'll help you out with some gas money. And then one day we got to talking about the bishop. And she said, Bishop is a man just like everybody else. He did. Okay. The real you came out, won't be calling you again. So that's where that's that's what the, the the things that I run into. These are beautiful black women, but they're but kinda like the other brother said, their expectations divided by who they really are doesn't come to an equality. So it seems like when they say one thing that's out the out the way or dumb or stupid or that you don't agree with as far as you know, uh, as far as uh what you think that they should be thinking. No, don't marginalize it. No, no, don't, 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 don't marginalize that. That a red flag is a red flag. If you, if you are, if you have something that you have not tackled with on your own personal life, just like the walk in the park scenario, that isn't just me not agreeing with it. You should appreciate someone's inviting you out for a walk in the park and dinner. Not be uh, uh, that ain't what I want. Or well, what the, about the, the one with the opinion about the bishop? Let, let's say she just have a different opinion. Let's just say she haven't tapped into that type of relationship where a guy want to take her to the park. I know, like my wife, she never experienced a, a guy open the door for her until I opened the door for her. You know, so yeah, I, never I, I, I agree. Anything. I agree, but I think there's a different response you give. When, when you're, when, when I, I guess because I believe in appreciation and consideration a lot. So in, in the example of the part, it's an appreciation me- uh, 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 mechanism. It's not like what you're supposed to get, you know what I'm saying? And with the other individual, it's not so much whether that was her walk or not. The thing is, you're here at church. You You, you should not be... And, you know, the purpose of church is for spiritual development. Right. So if we're having a conversation about the bishop and you're now speaking in an angered or derogatory way, where is your soul? And do I want to mingle with that? So no, it isn't that they say some little thing. These are actual red flags that my spirit says, oh, no, dude, no, don't do that. So oh. that's what I'm talking about. But do, do you think do you think also uh, maybe especially in the church do you think also that um, we don't allow people to make mistakes especially like with men when it comes to women because um, like for a man if she if he take her out on a date and she got on a, a tight outfit and he look at her she's thinking oh well um, he was looking at me. You know, and then they tell all this stuff on social media, like, you know, why why you got to look at me all lustfully? Well, look what you had on. You know, you, you knew you was going on a date, and you put on the tightest thing that you had on, and then you want to judge them for being human? You know, I, I'm wondering if we if we do too much of a, a disservice to uh, in, in the Christian dating scene where we don't allow people to, to be human. Because it's like if he don't have this, 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 this in order, then he's not the one for you or she's not the one. It's really, really cut and dry. And a lot of people, um, they look in the mirror, Jesus Christ himself. And I'm like, well, <laughs> just remain single. <laughs> but, but do you think the single, do you think, I mean, how, what do you think on that? Do you think that we made uh, the dating scene very rigid? 
I think Christian people are harder on other Christian people more than any other group I've ever seen. Mm. I agree. And you think that's because of why? I can't I can't speculate because of why because I I don't know that answer. It's just a commonality from Seattle to California back over here to Atlanta. It's just I don't understand because I I've been behind the scenes a lot too. I just don't understand the mechanism that goes on there. Um, I said to somebody, I said, because um, we were speaking about uh, the church and where it goes and singles, and I said, you know what, I don't even see where a lot of men are edified in church. I see a lot of ladies edified. Now, that's not to say men versus women. I just don't understand it. So I was part of a dating uh, or singles ministry, and you had the people who were very against people coming together. And I was like, so why are you part of the singles ministry? It just, it just, a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense to me in, in that. And even when people meet each other, I'm thinking you're supposed to come with your guard down. Go play some pool and think nothing of it. Go, you know, forget dinner. Just go play some tennis, you know. Do something you would normally do. Just to chill without all the what type of dress she got on and what did he say next. Get off of that. Just go enjoy. Do that. But, when it, but, but isn't it isn't it very isn't it contradictive when 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 you say okay I'm a class these sex I mean I'm a class these people these Christians as a certain thing and I got all these high expectations for them not to judge and not to do this and not to do that. But then hey, Darren, once you hey, get Darren. in that yeah. Hold that thought, Rodney. Take it over to open mic because we way off topic. We can keep no, it going. No, it was take about it sex. It was it was about sex. Yeah, it was okay. About sorry, sex. <laughs> it okay. is. All right, all right. Huh? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Just flip it over, open mic, and keep it moving. Okay, you got it, okay. Rodney. Yes, sir. Yeah. 